So, how has your week been? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when you uh, send someone a text or an email and you ask them three questions and they just reply back, yeah. <laughs> like, what? what? You're like, I put no, a lot of time and effort. <laughs> none of those were yes or no questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a pretty good week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, how about you? No. <laughs> oh damn, man! Yeah. Unexpected. What happened? Look, it's been a, a stressful week, you know, just from mm. work and whatnot. But here we are on the weekend, mm-hmm. the Lord Carl's Day. We're we're back to podcasting again on our ninetieth episode. Holy shit! On the road to one hundred. Yep. What one hundred? Mm-hmm. What hundred? What hundred? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're so street, you can't even pronounce one. I can't. Uh, people you, you people say that about to. me a That's, lot. I'm very street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the doctor said when you were born, right? He was like, this is the most street baby I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I had one leather glove, like a fingerless glove, uh-huh. and a switchblade. Oh, man. Yeah, well, listen... Sometimes you gotta show that doctor what's up. Absolutely, doctors, am I right? <laughs> you had your own like gold scissors you used to cut the umbilical cord yourself, <laughs> like us. Uh huh. Oh shit! I was like in a red jumpsuit. I started yeah. it all. Damn it! Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. And you were like, where are them bunnies at? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I imagine, too, like the doctor, like, you know, give him birth. He's like, oh, it's another child. I'm like, and a bunny. <laughs> Magician. <laughs> Magician doctor. <laughs> Incredible. My mom's like, what happened? What is going on? And then uh, as he leaves the room, he's like, oh, uh, I may have left my watch in there. So <laughs> I got I to gotta go back. Uh, do you think... Uh, you think you can get that for me? <laughs> and she's like, what? And then he's like, oh, wait, here it is. And he reaches behind her ear and pulls out a watch. Hey. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but it was back in the 80s, so it would have been, it would have it been one of those, like, slap watch things. Oh, you know, fuck you, yeah. It, it, it's straight, and then you slap it on your wrist. Uh-huh. He's very proud of that, so. Those are, those are cool, so I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really, uh, you know, I was alive for that event, but I don't remember it. But I like to uh, picture it this way now. I, I like this. This is my birth. Yeah. Listen, guys, mm-hmm. this is my birth. It's now canon. Yep. This is exactly how Steven was born. <laughs> so let's recap. Red jumpsuit, switchblade, uh-huh. gold scissors, cut my own umbilical cord, one leather fingerless glove, pulled mm-hmm. out a bunny. The uh, doctor pulled out a bunny as well. Magician lost his watch, pulled it out from behind my mom's head, slap watch, Slapped it on, walked out of the room. Cannon. Also, way too street. Yeah, no, street yeah I forgot. Yeah. That's ever been born. Yeah. <laughs> that was a catalyst. And I, wait, I'm remembering one more detail my mom told me before. The doctor did moonwalk out of the room. So, oh, very yeah, 80s. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's got to be hard to do with those little, like, shoe, <laughs> uh, whatever those are. Yeah, they're like the yeah. covers <laughs> of the feet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's either a doctor or coming to install cable. I don't know. (laughs) 
that's the connection. People like that. Those those industries really cross over. That's that. That's mm-hmm. the main point. Well, look, we moved to a new house back in January of 2017, and the cable guy showed up, and he had those little things on his feet. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, let's let's get this appendix done. Yeah. <laughs> I just laid flat on my counter. I was like, let's do this. I raised up my shirt. Uh-huh. He was like, uh, I'm going to ins- install cable. I'm like, you do that too? <laughs> Incredible. Did he even try the appendix? Well, uh, he he thought about it. <laughs> he really yeah. did. Uh, he, he didn't... Uh, he seemed like a guy that would like harvest organs. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, so sure, yeah. So he might have taken out the appendix. Might have taken out a couple other things. You know, it's like, oh, he's got two hearts. I'll take one of those. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it took one of your hearts, and that's why you're so dead inside now. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did Get it start? Did it start like you laid on the counter and he was like, uh, "Unzip your pants," and you're like, "Sure, he's a doctor." Uh, yeah, and then uh, luckily I had this guy over at my house already mm. uh, who I hired to play sexy saxophone music. Sweet. So, yeah, and then I had a videographer there as well. Mm. Uh, it was you, actually. You were there. Uh, I remember. You did my wedding and then uh, this, uh, this weird like uh, sex act that the cable guy <laughs> did for me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something to behold, I'll tell you that. I don't know if you remember it because if you, if you recall, there was a point in time where you passed out because of the pain when he uh, cut you mm-hmm. open. He did. It was really funny, though. He did this for a little bit. He, like, put his hand inside you and made you talk. And he was like, oh, I'm Brent. It was really good. Oh, did he grover me? He did. He did. Um, oh, and I didn't. Man. I, I have a video. It's like an outtake. I didn't want to show you yet, but, like, an anniversary type thing, you know? It was just, like, so oh, funny cool. because he's surely, like, pushed aside most of your major organs to do it. But he was like, it was worth the, the bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I had that weird taste in my mouth. Yep. There you go. Fact. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> mm. My tongue tastes like a cable guy's hand. That's so weird. <laughs> like, how did that even happen? He wiggled your tongue around a lot, so that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. I remember getting up, and I was like, man, I feel lighter for some I feel like I've got less organs in my body, mm-hmm. and the ones that are left are just kind of, like, sloshing around in there. So it's a I mean, new, it's pretty cool. It's a new thing. I mean, like, everybody's mm-hmm. trying it. It's like, a, it's like a new diet, I hear, in, like, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, take out yeah. some of your organs. Let the rest slosh around, you know? And you drop yeah. a lot of weight, so. Yeah. And it was in January, so I had some extra like wrapping paper and whatnot sure. laying around. So I just put that in there just to, you know, oh, keep yeah. <laughs> keep things in place. But uh, yeah, I had some some glitter metallic wrapping paper, so that's probably fine. It's probably fine yeah. inside of me. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt anything. <laughs> no, no. Sure. Am I constantly fighting off infections? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but you know, Where's I'm lighter. It? It's the it's the easiest way to lose weight. Yeah. You're kind of uh, yeah. also like you're a walking like uh, scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. You have like that stuffing like built in you now, you know, and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. So like there's no hay or anything, but it's like you use what you had, which was wrapping paper. And it's just cool. It's just a cool look. So Yeah. Plus, plus I hang out in my yard on a uh, not quite a crucifix, but, you know, like a, a wooden <laughs> tee a lot. And uh, I'm, I'm just kind of drawn to it for some I, reason. <laughs> and my wife's like, what are you doing outside for several hours during mm-hmm. the day? Instead of going to work, I'm like, mm, I Hello. guess I'm just going to go hang out on this wooden tee. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, somebody has to fend off all these crows. Uh, and yeah. she's like, I don't see any crows. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> I just imagine <clears throat> that could be like a new business now, too. Like, I imagine like hammocks mm-hmm. and like different things outside that people like to sit on. It's like, no, just mm-hmm. have this little like tea. And <laughs> I can like picture you just like walking out there like, oh, and put your arms up. Ah, this is real comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to sit here for hours. 
I'm I'm actually going to turn it into a franchise. I'm going to call it Share Crows, oh. and uh, you can you can hire people like me that have had their <laughs> organs harvested by, <laughs> by cable <laughs> cable people. Excuse yes. me, cable people is 2019. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I'm you know it's I'm 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 learning. Okay, it's a learning uh-huh. process. Sure, sure, sure. But anyways, you hire scare or uh, yeah scare people mm-hmm. uh, uh, like like myself. Uh, to go up, hang out on a, a wooden tee in your back or front yards. Side Ooh. yards, a mm, little iffy, yeah. you know? It's a little iffy. Depends on how much room you've got there, but it's something that we're working forward. So uh, I'm asking for uh, $6 million for 5% of my company. Uh, so I throw it to you, Sharks. What do you say? Are you willing to invest? <laughs> I- I, do I have a? Bu- I've never seen that show. Do I have a buzzer, or do I do I accept you on my team? Is that how it works? You can counter. You can I, accept oh, I can the counter. offer. Uh-huh. You said six million. Yes. Mm-hmm. I counter with a um, three three fifty. Hmm. Three fifty. Mm-hmm. I no, a, a tree the offer. A tree oh. and, and fifty cents to supply the wood. Okay. Uh, let me let me talk it over with my uh, my partner real okay. quick. Uh, do you think that's a good idea, or do you? Uh, I mean, you think we should counter? Counter? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll we'll count. We'll count. Oh, we'll count. Shit. You have a deal. Oh what? <laughs> Did you just turn on your partner? I I I I don't know. I got so excited. Guys, <laughs> I, saw, I saw the the passion in your eyes, and I just I couldn't pass it up. I'm gonna be the person behind your idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there for you. I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna propel you into the future and make this a great thing. So you're you're gonna be glad you came with me. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a realization about what we were talking about. Uh, you know, twelve-ish minutes into this podcast. Oh sure. <laughs> Look, we got another 20, 28 to go, you know, before we even talk about anything pop culture related. Let's let's get into it. Oh, my God. I want to point out, too, that uh, Brent's yes. partner that he was speaking to was actually just his hand. Uh, he had it to the side. Uh-huh. It's like a sock puppet without the sock, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Um, but it does have uh, like the googly eyes and he drew like he had like lipstick on it. So it is a person. Oh, I yeah. Think, legally. No, absolutely. I hot glue those googly oh, eyes shit. on there. So I am scarred there. So I just leave them on. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I thought it backfired, but now it's just covering up the damage. So there you go. I mean, a win is a win, you know? You should have that cable guy come back over to like fully install them. It seems like he did well with the other stuff. Maybe he could, you know, kind of permanently put that stuff on there. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I would get a hold of him, but he's in prison now. Mm. Um, but I'm sure I can be pen pals with him or something like okay. that, you know? <laughs> pen pals, get it? <laughs> he's in a penitentiary. <laughs> I think, too, though, he, he could be good for the googly eyes if you can get a hold of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he could be mm-hmm. good for the googly eyes if you can get a hold of him, but... Uh, I think you need to kind of tattoo the lipstick on there. I think it needs to be like a permanent thing. So do you have like an exterminator? We do have an exterminator. You should ask him. And he does carry around a a, a, a giant bag full of sharp syringes, much like Blade in uh, our previous discussion oh, of sure. uh, Avengers 17. He's just walking around with duffel bags filled with sharp objects, <laughs> you know, hanging out of it. So, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't see how that could backfire. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I think we're like... I'll be like, hey... Uh, come on by. I'm hanging out on a giant wooden tee in my backyard. Uh, I'll just leave the fence unlocked. Come back there. My hand will be you know. out. You can just go ahead and uh, tattoo that right on there. 
yeah, I'll take the, the weird baggy glove off my hand and yeah, you can just get it done. Um, alternatively, uh, if, mm-hmm. if he, if he can't do it, uh, mm-hmm. I do know a guy, um, I think he was in like Ponca city, Oklahoma, uh, that I took our friends to, uh, years ago to get tattoos, uh, in the back room of his house next to his bird and snake cages. And, uh, I he missed my belt <laughs> and he, he misspelled one of our friend's tattoos. So he's real good. <laughs> you don't remember this? Did I ever tell you the story? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, this remember. is a true story. No names, oh, okay. no names. Uh, but, uh, one of was our, Kyle, <laughs> one of our friend's tattoos, uh, it, it wasn't, it was like Greek letters. Um, mm-hmm. but it, uh, so it wasn't like just like a word necessarily, but, they basically like left out one of the Greek letters, so the phrase like made no sense at all, and uh, it was it was a big deal. Um, I was the only one I would say brave enough to not get a tattoo that night. Um, <laughs> I filmed it because uh, good times, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, you like to film all kinds of weird life. There events. you go. <laughs> like we proved that already. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying I know a guy. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I figure I will have to get something spelled out on my hand. Like, do you think this guy is capable of misspelling just like oh. lipstick on my hand? Or like, he's talented, so yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it takes a lot of uh, craftsmanlike precision to be able to misspell just lipstick. You uh-huh, know, not the yeah. word lipstick, but like just actually the, the yeah. image uh, yeah, yeah the image, like yeah. image of something yeah <laughs> you like look down after oh, he's wow. done and it's a nose mm-hmm. you're like what the fuck that doesn't even make any sense it opens in the middle my thumb is <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe he could do like the like the predator the predator lips oh fuck yeah, yeah. you could like open them up and be like Rawr. where it has like that weird split retractable jaw thing yep hell yeah you you'll have to like really contort your hands a little bit but i think it'll be worth it what if he just like severs my thumb okay. at the knuckle, like on that bend, and he reattaches the the part where my fingernail, like sure. that knuckle where the fingernail is to the end of my finger? Uh huh. That's you know to be a mouth. Yeah. Like we could really like get into some deep shit. Like this is totally mutilating my hand. Oh but yeah. For the purposes that I need. Yeah. Need it for you know I think that would be better for my business partner uh-huh. for further negotiations. Yep. <laughs> to be like here, hi, my name is Trent Gribbard. This is my partner, uh, my hand, uh, who is also a predator. So I guess watch yourself. Yep. Uh, whenever you're trying to counteroffer us. Hmm. Okay. And what's great too is uh, that's the only thing this hand does. It just counteroffers mm-hmm. with you. It just can you know just consorts with you and then chooses those things. It doesn't do anything else. But I think it's worth it because like. Brent, do you even use that thumb? No. See? Not, not really. No, ever since I gave up professional hitchhiking, I just really oh. don't even need it anymore. Yeah, best so, life. Yeah. So, someday my best life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Brent, yeah. about 17 and a half minutes in now, I, I think uh, we should keep going, right? Keep this yeah. going for there, like 30 minutes or so. <laughs> 30 more minutes. <laughs> No, I think we're going to call there and say we are doing it. I'm Steven. Oh, I thought you said we were going to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling it. Thanks for listening. Follow us on maybe. Follow us on 4chan. What What if our uh, listener base just like jumped and like listens after that? They're like, oh, this like 
sub 20 minute podcast where they just joke around for 20 minutes that's pretty good mm-hmm. it's pretty good right. the rest of it's shit when they did, when they cut that out their numbers went sky high right. <laughs> no 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 we're gonna keep the podcast going we're at 90 we gotta oh, okay. get to 100 so uh yeah i'm calling it we're doing it i'm steven fisher i'm brent hibbard welcome to let's talk about stuff and today's show topic is about a little movie mm. we like to call Shazam. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Huh? What? I I can't say it properly. Otherwise, I'm oh. going to turn back into an infant child. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So yeah. Um, Shazam. We can. You know. uh, we'll call it something easy that we'll get mistaked for anything else. Mistaked? That's what. That's not. Uh-huh. Mis- Mistooked. Mistooked. There you go. Uh, uh-huh. We'll just call it Captain Marvel. Is that is that cool? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> no, we're talking about Shazam today. Shazam, the the movie film that mm. came out in theaters, what, last week or something like that? Who knows? I don't know. Semi-recently. Yeah, you guys get it. Whatever. Yeah. Give the internet. Two weeks ago. You can find it out, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't get any information from us. Just listen to no. us for the awesome jokes. Yeah. Or jo- jokes? <laughs> well, this is usually one good joke in a podcast. Come on, Brian, give us some credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joke plural. Yeah, maybe. But still ends with a question mark. There you go. Absolutely. That's our that's our tagline. <laughs> Joke with like the S in parentheses, like maybe question mark. <laughs> well, look, before we get started on the uh, on the pop culture talk today, uh, because look, we're only 20 minutes in. There's no rush to start into it. Mm. I'm sure people are just fascinated with everything up to this point. Uh, but I do want to give a quick shout out. Uh, last weekend... Uh, our mutual friend Alyssa Sim came down to came up to mm. Oklahoma from Texas, from your neck of the woods, yeah. and uh, uh, she was here for a wedding. And uh, she and her husband and uh, and their kids came up, and they stayed with us for a few days. And uh, Alyssa is a, uh, a talented uh, dessert maker, a pastry maker, um, oh. all around uh, good person. But when she was up here, turns out she was the uh, the person in charge of making cupcakes and desserts for the wedding, oh. which means she got to use our place for that. Oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah. We got to test drive a lot of cupcakes, a lot of different uh, versions of uh, batters and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know how to cook. Yeah, I, sure. I assume everything is made out of batter. Uh-huh. I don't know. Deep fried. Know. Yeah. What are peppers made out of? I don't know. If it's some kind of batter. <laughs> Fuck. Get away from me. <laughs> Look, you're the one who's working here at Olive Garden. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> So so she was here and um, we got to hang out and she had mentioned that she has been listening to our podcast. Oh. Uh, my first question for her was, why? Yeah. Why? why, you, why don't don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? Why would you put, put yourself through that? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. But evidently she's been going back through some of our older episodes. And when she was coming up here to Oklahoma, she was listening to the podcast. She had children in the car. So uh, Excellent. Oh, wait, no, maybe she didn't have children with her. Yeah, I guess it was just her at the time. That, but, that's better. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, I just wanted to give her a shout out and uh, say thank you for listening to the the show. I also also told her that we're going to give her a shout out on this episode, so that means uh, she will stop listening from this point forward. <laughs> that's just how it works. Um, but uh, she does have a, a Facebook page for her um, confectionery, uh, mm. you know, baking stuff that she does. So if you want to check out Simply Sweets, which is spelled S Y M M P L Y sweets please do so she does a lot of uh, baking and is starting her own 
um, like bakery business. Yeah, and she's awesome. got some uh, pretty good clients there. So if you're in the southern Texas area around uh, Houston or College Station, uh, you know, be sure to hit her up and uh, definitely go give her some likes on her her uh, Facebook page. And uh, yeah, she does does good work. And uh, we had cupcakes galore here. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, oh, man. It was a fantastic problem to have. I'll tell you that. Um, when She was like there last weekend. Is that right? I, uh, maybe two weekends. Okay. I guess it was last weekend. Uh, whenever Shazam came out. Just so much <laughs> I was just wondering, you don't still have any cupcakes yeah. with you, do you? You can't uh, oh, give me some for were, the... Those were gone immediately. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's mm-hmm. the best uh, praise you can give someone for their confectionery mm-hmm. sweets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, we, we had, uh, I think, a couple of days with her, like, working on the cupcakes before the wedding, mm-hmm. and then we also went to the wedding, and, uh... You would have thought, oh, we've had our fill of cupcakes to that point. And we had, but also we were like, I'm going to have some more of those cupcakes <laughs> now that we're here at the wedding. This is like the official place to have those cupcakes. Absolutely. So, man, yeah, they were they were good as hell. Did you, Well, yeah, and I was wondering too, did you actually even know the people at the wedding or did you just follow along to eat more cupcakes? Well, she left a trail. They were like falling outside of her vehicle go. as she was driving there. So we're like, ooh, a cupcake. <laughs> ooh, there's another one. <laughs> So, yeah, we just uh, followed them up there, and, uh, like, mid-vows, oh, we were just, wow. like, walking through the couple that was getting married, and we're like, mm, cupcake. <laughs> you, like, walk through, and the, the bride's like, what are you doing? It's my wedding. And you're like, who's this bitch? Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Padre? And I just hit him in the ribs with my elbow. Do you have a, I, I'm, I, Amanda, you know, my wife uh, and your wife, Brandy, are big cupcake fans. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, did you guys have a favorite flavor? Well, there were, it's so hard to pick, Yeah. okay, because there were some, um, and I'm going to butcher these because I don't pay attention. Sure. I, I'm not a picky eater, so yep. I really don't worry about ingredients. I'm like, is there poop in it? No, give it to me, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, well, it's Thursday if there's poop in it. I don't care. Yeah, Thursday. You can't get, you can't get sick on a Thursday. Nobody's ever gotten sick. <laughs> you can be sick on a Thursday, but it's because you got sick on a Wednesday. Interesting. That's, that's simply science. I so, never knew that, but that uh, sounds true. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't uh, so there were some uh, some margarita cupcakes. Oh, interesting. Uh, there were, yeah, that was good. Uh, there was some um, bacon mm. something, bacon like maple, maple cupcake yeah. maybe, I don't know. Uh, but it had a big little uh, piece of bacon mm-hmm. in the icing there. It was yep. delicious. And then there was a strawberry champagne cupcake. Oh, okay. It was, it was good. So I, I ate them in that order. So I was like, I was sitting at a restaurant. I got my margarita uh, first, oh. and I started with that one. Then I had my entree, which was the bacon mm-hmm. cupcake. And then uh, oh, bacon bourbon is what it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Because it was good. Uh, so I was going to lit up those cupcakes. Hey. And then uh, finished it off with my dessert of uh, strawberry champagne Excellent. Uh, cupcake. That sounds mm-hmm. pretty rad, yeah. especially for like a wedding. Those are good good combos, I think. Yes. And they were like mini cupcakes yeah, as well. Yeah, that's my way no, she, she had some of the, the bigger ones. Uh, I don't remember which flavors those were. Because I was just like, I'm about those alcohol cupcakes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a problem. Uh, so anyway, I was, <laughs> I was going through those, and uh, yeah, it was all all so good. Right on, man. Yeah, cupcake mm-hmm. talk with uh, Stephen and Brent here. And uh, always a good time, though. I wish I had some mm-hmm. right now in my mouth. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you, you live in the same general area. As <laughs> That's true. I should yeah. ask her to bring mm-hmm. some next time. Yeah. Alyssa, if you're listening, um, this is my official request. Bring some next time. Absolutely. Yeah. She knows where you live, right? Yeah. 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 Just leave them on your doorstep. 
in the middle of the night. She can just wait out in, in your driveway wearing a red a red jumpsuit, one <laughs> fingerless leather glove, you know, <laughs> holding hands with her four-person family. Absolutely. There you go. Wow. How could it go wrong? They were that very creepy. creepy at all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> also, now, make sure to wave to Brent at, at his various cameras around our house. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He always likes a uh, shout out. Yeah. I've got one in each toilet. Uh, and then, <laughs> which we discussed off nope. here. <laughs> nope, we're not going there, though. Remember, we talked about that. We're not going there. Now, one thing I want to bring up is that when she was down here, she had mentioned, um, well, I, she, I guess she had asked why Brandy and Amanda were banned from the show. Hmm. So... For her, I got to play <laughs> on my living room TV. I got to play the uh, the the portion of the podcast from uh, the Christmas episode from uh, 2018, mm-hmm. where uh, we did the Friends trivia, and yep. uh, so she and my wife uh, were both in the kitchen working on uh, the desserts while I was playing this, and uh, Alyssa agrees with us in that they were good Friends trivia questions. Excellent. And the, the entire time <laughs> the podcast was playing, Brandy, my wife, was like, no, that's a stupid question. I'm like, this version of us cannot hear you. They can't, there's nothing you can do. It's happening. Okay? That'd be a cool so, trick, but it doesn't work yet. Yeah. 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 So um, then I played the portion of the, I think it was the next episode or maybe the episode after that, where uh, we discussed that they were banned from the show. It was the first time my wife had heard it. <laughs> Now, whenever we had our wives uh, record their portion of the uh, the recent April Fool's Day episode, mm-hmm. um, you know, after we did that, my wife uh, cornered me in our house and was like, so we're banned from the podcast? I was like, yep. <laughs> and I explained the situation to her and she had a good laugh about it. Okay. She, you know, she, I, it was surprising to me. I thought she was going to be butthurt about it, but nah, nah, she, mm-hmm. she thought it was funny. Um, and then... Later that week, matter of fact, it was on that same night, that same night where uh, I was having them listen to that episode, your wife texted our uh, our, our little group text thread, mm-hmm. and she, uh, I guess she had just recently found out that she was banned from the show. She found out that night as well, yeah, because of our, uh, mm-hmm. our longtime listener, Sarah. Uh, we were getting ready for Sarah and Josh's wedding, and Sarah mm-hmm. started to mention something about that, and it was when I was talking to my brother-in-law, Randy, Amanda's uh, brother-in-law. And uh, he was kind of interested in listening to the show, which I advised him against, uh, which is fine. But uh, so, hi, Randy, if you're listening. Um, Hey, Randy. But uh, yeah, we were talking about that and then how Amanda doesn't really listen anymore. And Sarah kind of kind of mentioned, yeah, well, she would know that she's banned from the show now. And it kind of like we I think she didn't even say it at first. It was it was a really good like Sarah was being really cryptic about it. Like. She was like, no, I know Amanda doesn't listen to the show. And Amanda was like, how do you know that? And she oh, was yeah. like, because we would know if you if you listened to the show. You would tell us. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And so and we it, found that out. Yeah, that started a whole thing. So we did finally get to it. And Amanda did get to listen to the, as you said, the uh, the episode after the Christmas episode where we banned them. And uh, mm-hmm. Amanda was um, was more kind of a, an indignant, like, hey, like, why why are we banned? And I was like, it's clear mm-hmm. why you're banned. Uh, <laughs> right. But then she turned it into a... Uh, she was like, are you, are you mad that I don't listen to your show? And I was like, no, that's, that's the point. Like, I don't want anybody to listen to it if they don't want to listen to it. I don't want to force anybody into it. I don't yeah. listen to the show most of the time. It's totally fine, guys. <laughs> that's funny, though. Look, even, you know. 
even we don't get anything out of this show. No, 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 no. You know? We just, just when we're talking. Just the ether. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just two friends shooting the shit, recording it, so we can listen to it when we're old, bitter men. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my, so that's my this portion week. of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Brandy, though, is, is, is she, what does she think now? Is she listening to the show? Probably not. Right. No, I mean, why would she? The, the only reason she found out about it is because uh, she listened back to the April Fool's Day episode. It was expecting to hear a lot of her mentioned or whatever. And at the top of the show, we discuss that they're they're banned. OK, yeah. There or how go. they were banned from the show. And she was like, what? And then she got to the very <laughs> end and it had just four seconds of Brandy and Amanda uh-huh. at the end of it. And uh, that was it. And she was disappointed by that. I'm like, how how much do you think you recorded? 30 minutes like there wasn't yeah. <laughs> all right to be fair it, it did take a, a lot of trial and error to to get them to record their little part there but uh you know what uh they don't get the satisfaction of having outtakes no no <laughs> but also you're right they did like one line over and over again they know what that line was uh-huh. that should be all yeah. it was yeah yeah it's like pulling teeth on a shark like a great white shark yep. It was just, there was no winners. The shark's not happy. I'm not happy because I've got my <laughs> wrist chomped off. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare situation. Nope. Um, yeah, it was good times and, and the fact that it wasn't. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's all right. So they're, sta- they're still banned from the show, even though they took it over technically on, on April Fool's Day, right? Yeah. I would yeah. say so. We, we got it back. They because just, again, they, yeah. they, they have no desire or, let's be honest, ability to put the show together. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to edit their shows. <laughs> but they're not even invited back. I mean, is that still official on our show? You know what? Now Let's say yes. Uh, and uh, Turn it if around. They have, <laughs> if they want to come back on the show, they have one week from this episode's airing to go. air their grievances. Yep. And let's say just one of them. Okay. One of them. Just one has to. Yeah, just one of them has to uh, let us know by, let's see, it's going to come out on the 16th, so they must let us know by April 23rd of 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, they can come back on the show Sounds if they good. wish. If not, you had your week. Yep. I think yeah. that's fair. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, More than fair. Also, it's uh, it's not like they haven't had three three months and a couple weeks to find out that they've been banned from the show. Yeah. Uh, it was out there earlier in the year, so it's yeah, it's been out there for it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that's good. Um, I I don't think uh, Amanda's even thought about it since then because uh, ah. she doesn't think about the show that much, except for whenever uh, I'm recording it. So <laughs> pretty much that, and then we're done. And she's asleep right now, anyway, so it's totally fine. <laughs> she really doesn't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they know about being banned and they're they're fine with it. Let's all collectively move on and yeah. uh, in this chapter yeah, forget it ever happened. Yeah. There. Yeah, fair enough, man. All right. So yeah. mm-hmm. next on our mini topic discussion, we had some awesome news that came out this uh, this week. Uh, Disney had their investor meeting, so they released a lot of info finally about their new streaming service that's coming out this fall, Disney Plus, which mm-hmm. uh, was some welcome, amazing fucking news. There was a lot of cool stuff that uh, they revealed on that. So. Uh, we were kind of texting back and forth about this. Um, I have some some different things I was going to give some uh, some info to people if they hadn't seen yeah. about it and everything. We may kind of just launch into uh, some of that. Does that sound good? 
Sure, sure. Well, first of all, yeah. it was announced that the the price point, which we are all kind of collectively dreading. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going to be like 10 bucks a month or whatever. Nah. 6.99. Crazy good. 6.99 a month, which is incredible. Yeah. But uh at that conference, somebody wearing a uh <laughs> A Netflix lanyard oh. and a fake nose and mustache and glasses was like six ninety nine. That's way too high. <laughs> the rent is too damn high. Oh shit! Yeah, um, yeah. So this price, though, man, I was shocked. Uh, I really thought they were going to be like ten bucks. I thought it was probably like nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It was probably pretty solid. But it's Disney, mm-hmm. and I guess they have all the money in the world, and they were like, we can undercut everybody uh, for mm-hmm. a long time and offer this amazing service because it's not only like cheap; it's like it's like fucking amazing. Like everything with it sounds great. So, uh, I'm really, I, as I texted you right after this came out, I was like, man, this is really gonna, it's kind of a new era of streaming now mm-hmm. that I feel like, uh, I wonder what it's going to do to Netflix's prices. If they're going to drop them a little bit to compete because, uh, Netflix has kind of been shifting, you know, I think they're going to be losing a lot of movies over time. So they're going to switch to more of their originals and stuff. And it's like, how long can they keep people at the same price point? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Said the Netflix, or I'm sorry, not Netflix, but the Disney chairman. Oh, Netflix raised the prices a dollar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. You want to mess with the bull? You get the horns, okay? Damn. Oh, yeah. End quote. He, um, he sounds furious. Oh, yeah. Not even fast and furious, just oh, like, yeah. just steadily leaning black, leaning black, <laughs> leaning back in his, uh, his chair, uh-huh. you know, got his little yellow boots kicked up on the desk, you know? Fucking A, man. Mm-hmm. I imagine kind of, like, that reminds me of, like, Zootopia, when they have, like, the, I can't remember his name, but the Mr. Big or whatever, I, something like that. It's, like, the, the little guy, though, that's actually, like, the mob boss. Oh, yeah. It's, like, everybody <laughs> is rumored to, like, hate the uh, the Disney CEO or something like that, and then it's, like, it's fucking Mickey, but he's, like, he has a switchblade, right? Like me. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah really you know coming out swinging so it uh it'd be a real shame something happened to the uh, ceo of uh netflix <laughs> and then you just hear the sound of a butterfly knife yeah. flipping around in the background <laughs> amazing um but yeah so i i have some articles here about some of the uh the info for uh disney oh, plus let's do it that's coming out so let's run through it it'll launch on november 12th of 2019 which is uh pretty mm-hmm. rad uh specifically because uh, i think um, you know, basically they're, they're bringing out lots of different, uh, properties that Disney owns now. So they have like Disney, uh, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, they bought Fox. So they have all that stuff. And I guess Fox owned National Geographic. So they're going to have like a channel for that sort of, uh, and all mm-hmm. this, this cool stuff and do this original programming. But, uh, they, with Star Wars, uh, Brent, maybe I'll have to edit this out a little bit. Uh, but, uh, with Star Wars, they are, as far as I know, bringing all of the like episodes in, like episode one through through seven, I think at first, uh, and oh, yeah. we will be watching those movies leading up to the new Star Wars movie. Um, mm-hmm. And we were dreading having to buy episodes one through three, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I was like, "This is holy shit! I forgot this about is going to be perfect timing, right?" Oh yeah, like right in like mid November. Like I think it'll mm-hmm. like kind of work. I, I hope so. Leading up to that. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah, six ninety nine. dollars I don't have to buy those movies for $20 a piece. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. That sounds much mm-hmm. better. Um, but yeah, so they, as I said, like all those different things. Oh, Pixar, obviously, too. That They have all those movies, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing like a whole bunch of original movies and original programming. Um, so there's like, there's just like a ton of cool shit that they kind of announced for it. 
um, regardless of the fact that they just have like huge libraries at their hands already now. So um, yeah. some of the stuff I'm excited you know, for. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, do you know if those new shows and movies, are those going to be available at launch? Do you have any I, idea? Some of them are. Because um, they, they mentioned, that was one of the articles that I had was like, um, what's coming out like the first day or whatever. And I think some mm-hmm. of them are. And then some of them, it's like the, it's like day and date. And then some of it's like the first year. And then some of the stuff they announced was like within two years. Um, so it kind of rolls out a little bit. But um, I believe like the, one of the shows I'm excited for is The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars show about a bounty hunter that's kind of like Boba Fett uh, between the end of uh, Return of the Jedi and like Force Awakens. Um, or not. Yeah. No. Maybe? No. <laughs> which one is it for? No, it's, I think it's the end of uh, Re- uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith, like the episode three to episode four, A New Hope. I think it's between that, maybe. Mm. Anyway, okay. it's, uh, it's going to be like a cool like live-action Star Wars sh- uh, show, and it's directed by Jon Favreau, so that has good pedigree behind it, which is pretty rad. Uh, and some of oh, the, stuff- the guy who did uh, Zathura. There you go. That's the, the one oh, I would point out as well. That, that, that's his biggest movie. <laughs> um, but it, so that has some cool stuff about it. It's like a tra- uh, travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. I'm like, that sounds pretty rad. And uh, He's, he's yeah. blue Boba Fett. Is that right? I don't know. Is he? I thought he was. Maybe. I thought he had like a the blue on his helmet instead of the the red. Oh, I guess I've seen a picture. I, I mainly like the pictures I saw for this. They had like a, a speeder bike that he. I think that he rides. Whatever that looked fucking badass. It looked like an old west mm-hmm. sort of like uh, one of those like long neck um, motorcycles and stuff. But it was like mm-hmm. like you know it's like a Star Wars like speeder bike. Whatever. It's like it just looks really cool. Um, yeah. But the main thing I think is awesome about this is, uh, like that show alone has a budget of a hundred million dollars. Like, wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy, right? For 9,000 <laughs> episodes or what? Yeah. Like <laughs> probably more like 10, which is crazy. Um, yeah, and it says available at launch. So, um, they they really, I saw a thing that, um, Kevin Feige, um, mentioned That's with the Marvel so shows that they're planning. Mm-hmm. He was like the, the level of like quality of the cinema uh, like the, the films that they're making, like the, the effects and everything like that. He's like, it's all the same. Like they're not like scaling, like scaling back Holy shit. Be, just because it's like TV or whatever. Like that's why I say it's like a new era. I know that Netflix throws a lot of you know money at, at different shows and, and movies as well. <laughs> but um, a lot of them, you know, can be kind of crappy effects still or whatever. Like you still have that kind of, there's still kind of a TV movie quality to them or whatever, a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, Disney's like, fuck that. Like we, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, like I think this is going to, shift a little bit um the future of of streaming and what that means and the quality of that because theaters and like the regular like film window i think is changing already Mm -hmm. and this is really going to like skew that even more it's going to be interesting like whenever you can have shows like that like one show with a hundred million dollars and it looks like Mm -hmm. a star wars movie but you get like whatever like 10 episodes of it it's like what the fuck like this is a whole new beast you know so sounds pretty cool like they're trying Trying to compete with like Game of Thrones and that type of yeah, high quality, for sure. like TV, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because I know Game of Thrones. Like I don't watch that, but I've heard, especially these last few seasons, I think they were like a hundred million dollar seasons and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they uh, they really go all out to, to film them and, and make the effects pretty good and everything. So um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like it's not like this is gonna. It's not like this is the only thing out there changing the game. I just think they're. That's not the only show I've heard of theirs. It's like that. Like Kevin Feige had talked about these Marvel shows which seem a little more personal shows and more like character driven, but still they're mm-hmm. going to have some, 
you know, bombastic effects and stuff. And I mean, it's he, from what he said, it's like, it's going to be the same quality that you're used to with the movies. So yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, Oh, sorry. Skype was a, I did a thing on Skype and Skype was like, ah, ah, puppy. <laughs> I don't think so. uh, yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm really pumped for, for all of this. Like I uh-huh. would love to like dive into a, a star Wars show just like yeah. from, from the beginning. Like I'm intrigued by them bringing all of the like animated, like CGI animated star Wars shows over uh-huh. into this, um, into the service. Cause I've heard they're pretty good. Uh, I tried watching one of them and I don't remember which one it was, but mm. it was a little bit like, on the boring side oh yeah uh, but i've heard that like if you stick with it they it gets really good mm. and then it leads into another uh series like that but uh um, yeah I'd, I'd totally be down for that and yeah getting um you know a live action version of that i think that would be pretty cool and there's also going to be another star wars uh series that takes place prior to like rogue one yeah or something Cassie like that. and andor yeah yeah which was Diego and Luna's i just saw character. that yeah, and then uh, K2SO is going to be in that uh-huh. as well uh, with, uh, oh, God, what is his name? Alan Tudyk? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be reprising that role, so. Yeah. Um, that would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, because like, I really didn't, I when I think about Rogue One, I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's like, when I was mm-hmm. looking it up, The Mandalorian, they, they talked about it um, being between, it is, like I think, between episodes three and, and four, A New Hope, but the way they I saw it mentioned was like, oh, it's between episode three and, and Rogue One. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't just get to throw Rogue One in there. I get it. It's canon. It is between there, but like, no. It's between A New Hope, all right? That's the first Star Wars. Yeah. It's the Star Wars, you know what I mean? So, no. yeah, it just like, I think that Diego Luna, I like him a lot as an actor, and um, mm-hmm. he was probably one of the better parts of Rogue One. I just... Overall, I'm just like, yeah, it's a movie that's out there. I don't really watch it a lot or anything like that. But a series about him might be more interesting. It's it's kind of about him. Like It says like they're in the formative years of the rebellion. That sounds like a much more mm-hmm. interesting story than just like leading up to A New Hope. It's going to be other adventures. I think that's a something I'd be more interested to watch, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, They also wonder, talked about, yeah. I was going to say, I wonder how much they, how much money they put into each of these shows like are all of them getting 100 million dollar budgets is that i don't know yeah the only one i saw specifically was for the mandalorian and then mm-hmm. um i know that kevin feige talked about it for some of the marvel shows i think they're doing pretty high budgets for those as well but um yeah i think it kind of depends on what they are like i don't know they're all going to have effects and everything you know but mm-hmm. um so i imagine they're all going to be fairly high so Shall we talk about the Marvel shows? I think we which should. I'm so pumped for that. That's what we're all here for, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're excited about these. I'm very excited about uh, these. Yes. Yeah. So we've got Loki, which yeah. uh, will be starring Tom Hiddleston. He's reprising his ro- role as Loki, and I guess it's going to be like a kind of a uh, a look at Loki through history uh-huh. on Earth. I would oh, imagine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that should be pretty good. And um, Loki himself doesn't require a lot of special effects, but he has these, you know, different powers and abilities that I'm sure will come in handy. But a lot of the time, I would imagine that, like, maybe he's shape shifting into a, like a different actor or something mm. like that. So it doesn't seem like it would have a massive budget, but I guess depending on the set pieces, you know, those could be uh, those could be fairly expensive, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, and then uh, there's also also going to be a show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, with both Anthony Mackie and uh, Sebastian Stan reprising their titular roles as those characters. Um, 
the falcon flies and has his you know like folding wing harness thing um and uh you know the winter soldier has his like cgi metal arm um mm-hmm. so i don't know how special effects intensive that show will be yeah but one show i think is just going to <laughs> blow the budget potentially uh would be the wandavision show is that what it's called uh-huh. WandaVision? wandavision yep not sure about it that's uh <laughs> best we could do guys huh all right maybe they <laughs> took all of their <laughs> show naming budget and put that towards the special effects but yeah it's gonna have uh the scarlet witch and and uh the vision in there and the vision if you've watched any of the extras on age of ultron or civil war or any of the recent avengers movies um where vision's been in it uh he is a cgi intensive character yep. like they really do a lot of work to make him look as cool as he does in those movies. So I would imagine that would eat up a lot of the budget in infinity war. We saw that he can change back to like a human like appearance. Mm-hmm. So maybe that will be, um, a good majority of that, which I'm fine with. I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I do want to see him in the, you know, with the, uh, red, uh, baboon ass face and, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his, his flowing Cape and those different powers and abilities and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of overall looking forward to, to all of these mm-hmm. and they're all going to be coming out in November, which is, you know, we're going to have all of the 2019 MCU movies out of the way at this point. Actually, uh, it says on here that WandaVision and Loki will be in year two. So oh, they're going to okay. be a little bit later. Uh, but Falcon and Winter Soldier is year one. So it'll okay. be sooner. Um, and there's another one for Hawkeye called Hawkeye, uh, That's right, where it yeah. says Jeremy Renner reprises his role as Clinton Barton, but he's passing the torch to Kate Bishop. So is that a comic Kate thing? Kate Bishop. Or is that a new oh, thing? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Is that a comic thing? <laughs> yes. She, she is one of the uh, original Young Avengers. Uh, she was. Okay. She came from, like, uh, privilege or whatever. Like, her parents were rich, uh, but she picked up the mantle of uh, Hawkeye uh, when there were some uh, tumultuous situations going on in the, the world of the Avengers. So mm-hmm. a bunch of characters that... Um, had appearances and abilities similar to um you know uh, captain america iron man uh, etc mm-hmm. including hawkeye um they had uh, younger versions of them kind of uh like legacy characters and she has been pretty much like co-hawkeye ever since so um hawkeye hasn't steadily had a comic series over over the years but mm-hmm. he's had some here and there um he had a very popular and uh critically lauded series called Hawkeye uh, by Matt Fraction and David Aha. And they, they kind of shared the title. So like Mm. at a certain point it would, it it would tell, or this set of issues would tell Clint's story. And then this other set of issues uh, drawn by a different um, illustrator would focus on Kate's story. And it would kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. And uh, most recently, like the most recent Hawkeye story was actually her series Mm. since Clint was showing up in like Avengers and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, it had like a very Veronica Mars type of feel to it where she was in um, California and she had like a private investigation business she was operating out of. And Mm -hmm. it it was actually pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh that baton being mm-hmm. passed if that's what it is or maybe they're just g- gonna operate uh together i don't i don't know yeah i don't know uh it, it just says adventure series in which he's passing the torch but i'm so i assume mm-hmm. that's gonna kind of include that for a while like they'll both be there uh mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting and it also says on here which i think is uh, interesting it'll be 
also interesting, I guess, to see how it shapes up is that WandaVision, it's, it describes as a limited series. So that might be why the, the budget can be whatever it needs to be because it's not meant to yeah. be like an ongoing thing. Um, I think uh, Loki as well um, might be. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier just has a live action series though. So that might be meant to be longer. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye, it doesn't yeah. mention anything. So I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. I think some of them are kind of going to be like they're meant to keep going and some of them are not. So... Um, yeah. it'd be cool to see how that shapes up over time and like what else they introduce. Um, mm-hmm. they have another one that I'm super excited about, uh, called what if, which is an animated show, uh, <laughs> yeah, based right. on a, a comic series of the same name, I guess, yeah. um, as I understand mm-hmm. it. But the, the first episode sounds really cool, uh, where it asks if Peggy Carter became a super soldier and scrawny Steve Rogers uses an armored suit built by Howard Stark. And I'm like, yep. okay, I'm down for that. That sounds pretty cool. So, uh, I'm, I'm interested and to see how the animation goes with mm-hmm. those. So. And I guess it's supposed to be the film actors are reprising yeah. their, their roles as the voice cast for it. So, yeah, it sounds sounds pretty fun. But I, I wonder how far or like how many episodes are going to get mm. out of it. Like in the comics, there's been like when the series was introduced, there were like several decades worth of comics they could, you know, oh, base yeah. a what if issue on. Um, whereas for the movies, they've got like a 10 year decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if they're eventually going to be like, what if Captain America carried his shield? On his left arm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're running out of ideas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, it just seems really cool that um, Disney has lined up all these things. They're they're really like not just like the budgets for the like effects and everything. It's mostly what we've been focusing on, but the the people involved. Uh, we haven't really talked about the showrunners, but they're bringing really good showrunners in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, for what was it, Loki? Uh, they're bringing. Um, one of the writers, or it says uh, a writer for uh, Rick and Morty is going to be on that uh-huh. uh, as a showrunner for, um, uh, like, obviously John Favreau for The Mandalorian. Um, there's a, a really cool show that Amanda likes called The Americans. It's like a spy series. And uh, mm-hmm. they're bringing in an executive producer as a showrunner of that Cassian Andor show for Star Wars. So they're really bringing in, like, quality talent. And the actors, like, all the people from the movies. And it, it really kind of, especially for the Marvel stuff, makes me... Again, like you and I have talked about the Netflix shows being canceled, and I wonder if they're going to switch over to Disney Plus eventually, but it seems like they kind of tried that maybe for a little bit with those, uh, quote-unquote, I guess, like lesser characters that they weren't like introducing into the main like MCU, like Daredevil and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, they're, they're like, well, we're going to do the shows now with like the real characters from the MCU that don't get as much play or don't have their own movies with like Hawkeye and uh, Winter Soldier and stuff like that, so... It's almost yeah. like they're upping the game a little bit. And I know Kevin mm-hmm. Feige had said that it's... I think it's going to be one of those things, like, you don't have to watch them to get all the enjoyment out of the MCU, but it's really going to add to it. It's going to really build the world out a lot more. And it's just yeah. cool to see, like, where they're taking all this stuff and making it... Mm-hmm. Like, man, 10 years ago, you know, uh, or 11 years ago now or whatever, when they started this MCU, and, like, it's such a different thing for Hollywood to do. And then now, like, expanding it out into these TV shows that are going to be as epic and and as big budget and everything like that it's just again it's just like a whole new world that we're going to be living in it's going to be really interesting to see how that all shapes up Mm -hmm. like yeah 11 years ago if somebody a time traveler would have come back to you specifically it would have been like steven there's going to be a hawkeye tv show that's streaming that you are going to be pumped for yeah (laughs) first of all you'd be like what Hawkeye, who that again because you're so straight. <laughs> I am, <laughs> and 
then you'd be like, what, what is streaming? What, how can I do that? Yeah. What is, what does that mean? <laughs> give me, give me more, more words. I need it. Oh man, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see all this, like the, the character, even Iron Man at that point, I was like, I don't fucking care about Iron Man until Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. stepped in that role and it was amazing. And that all yeah. kind of shifted my, my mindset then. So yeah, you're right. It's, right. it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a short amount of time overall that this has really yeah. transformed the landscape uh, of movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm just going to read through a few more of the uh, different like movies and, and TV shows that kind of announced that are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have one called Marvel's, I guess, 616, 616. I'm not sure you say that. Um, it's like yeah. a, mm-hmm. an anthological documentary series about Marvel's like stories and stuff like that, which sounds pretty cool. They're doing some cool yeah. like documentary type projects. Um, they're rebooting a, a TV series for the Mighty Ducks, but they're bringing in the original. What? Yeah, they're bringing in Stephen Brill uh, and Jordan Kerner, who were the original like screenwriter and producer. So they're that's what's too is like they're going to reboot some of their old stuff, but they're bringing in the original people. Like they're doing a series about the Sandlot, but they're bringing in the guy that did the Sandlot to do it. So Holy shit. it might be really cool because they're like, yeah, they're they're again they're not just like let's make this for TV and like whatever it's going to be bullshit. It's like they're they're just trying and hopefully it works out. That'd be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, documentary, an eight-episode eight documentary called Ink and Paint um, about the untold story of the often overlooked female employees who helped uh, animate movies back in the day that were oh, never yeah. recognized. So that sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another uh, documentary series called Cinema, Rel- Cinema Relics, iconic art of the, of the movies um, that kind of goes through like props and costumes of different movies and stuff that they've been a part of, which is cool. Uh, let's see. They have a, a Walt Disney Imagineering documentary series um, about like storyline, the, the people, the craft, and the business from from Disney's like incarnation and everything like that. Uh, a Muppets revival TV show uh, that's going to be headed up by uh, Josh, G- Josh Gad. So uh, that seems pretty cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Sandlot's another one. Um, a Monsters Inc. TV show called Monsters at Work that takes place after Monsters Inc. changed to the Laugh Factory, and it is about a. Uh, yeah, John Goodman and Billy Crystal are back. So again, like they're just yes. bringing everybody back, which is fucking crazy. Um, they're gonna have who was it? Uh, ben Feldman. Um, I'm kind of losing. I think I know who that is. I'm not positive, but and then Kelly Marie Tran, who is in Last Jedi, as part of the voice cast um, in that. But it's a, it's about like a new monster who wants to work on the Laugh Factory um, floor or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a, so on their National Geographic side, they're doing one called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, where it'll be oh. a series, uh, seeing the world through Jeff Goldblum's mind, where he'll pull back the, the curtain on a familiar object like speakers or ice cream and give like a behind the scenes story, <laughs> history and more, but like narrated and like, it's all about Jeff Goldblum, which sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> what an insane, pr- like out of all the shows that are coming out and going to be streaming on that, that was the most like far-fetched one. I know, it's so me. weird. Um, and then some more rumors. They're remaking a lot of their old stuff. Uh, Three Men and a Baby, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk Their Kids, The Parent Trap. Um, they're doing a live-action Lady and the Tramp, like they're doing a lot of their other animated movies. Uh, but apparently this mm. one's going straight to Disney+. Plus which is interesting. Okay. Um, I'm surprised they weren't going to do more with that, but Tessa Thompson is going to be lady. So that's pretty rad. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Right. And, uh, some other people are going to be involved in that. They're that pretty nice. Uh, Peter Pan, they're going to do that, uh, animated to, to right. live action. And, 
Q Coldplay putting an album together <laughs> to uh, be the soundtrack for it. I like this one, though, because even though I haven't seen it, have you seen Pete's Dragon, the, the live-action remake they did of that one? No, no, I've heard it's good, but I just haven't haven't seen it. So I, I haven't seen it, but I heard such great things. But they're bringing David Lowry, who directed that one, to do this one. So kind of like John Favreau did The Jungle Book, and now they're doing The Lion King. Uh, hopefully, you know, that, that kind of speaks to it as well. And then um, Sword in the Stone, uh, where they're bringing in a writer from Game of Thrones to help with that one. So that one sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah it's going to get dark. Um, Boobs and blood. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is a totally different thing, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like a bunch of the stuff. Obviously, we had a lot to talk about with that, but uh, I think it's really cool. I got really excited whenever they announced all this shit. It was mm-hmm. all like in one day, just like kept flying out, like all these articles on Slashdom over and over again, like this is coming out and this is coming out and this is coming out. So it sounds pretty rad, and all of that for six ninety nine a month. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to have like an annual package or something like that mm-hmm. where you can just pay, you know, 70 bucks or whatever for a full year yeah. and then you know you you save a little bit on that i don't know that'd be worth it too yeah i saw uh, slash film was kind of confusing because i i think because it was like an investors panel when disney announced it they announced it both ways that they said it's like 69 a month or it was like 70 something a dollars a year but i didn't know if you would actually be able to buy it that way or if it was just kind of like saying like what that equals or whatever um yeah but it would be nice yeah because i'm i don't know like as much as we kind of lament that it's, it's becoming cable TV again and you're paying like all the yeah. cart for all these different things. Like this is pretty fucking chock full of in, like of stuff that'd be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we said uh, earlier, like Star Wars alone, just not having to buy each of those movies, uh, especially the, yeah. the prequels that aren't worth it, $20 a piece, um, paying $7 a month, you know, to do that. Like whenever I, I, I use like Spotify premium and um, I, I kind of offset it cause I'm like, that's uh, like $9.99 a month or whatever. I spent mm-hmm. $10 a month easily on one album. If I buy one album, it's that or yeah. more. And so it's like, instead of that, I just purchase the streaming rights to these things, you know, and it's mm-hmm. easier that way. Uh, I kind of, I've been trying to offset that in my mind. Instead of buying a movie for $20, $6.99, that's like nothing compared to that, you know, and you get all <laughs> yeah, of this yeah. stuff every month. So buying mm-hmm. it for the year for like 70 bucks, that sounds like a really good deal still as well. And be like, cool, I just have it. It's good, whatever, you know. I wonder how they're they're going to do the rollout with the um, like the newer movies. If there's going to be like the movie comes out in theaters, it's there for X amount of time. Then it comes out on mm. disc, you know, yeah. and then if it's out there for like six months, kind of like they have with Netflix mm-hmm. right now, where there's like a six month or six months after it comes out on disc, yeah, hits Netflix or or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The only stuff interesting. I saw was um, I think because of their like Disney's Netflix deal already that they have some of their movies on there um like they mm-hmm. said like i think day of uh for star wars episodes one through three four through six and then seven will be available but last jedi is already on netflix right now and that probably overlaps so last jedi won't be available but then they i think mm-hmm. they said like the new one which we'll get into soon um will be like available pretty soon at least afterwards i don't think it'll mm-hmm. be like six months i think it it'll either be day and date with like the release of the blu-ray and stuff or you know relatively soon afterwards i think they're going to try to tighten those windows a lot and really just steer people towards this you know more and more so yeah mm-hmm. that'll be interesting but yeah a lot of cool news there and uh i guess with that though we could roll into the next topic which was the the new star wars trailer that came out for mm-hmm. the rise of skywalker did you have any idea it was coming out the trailer like, yeah oh yeah i knew 
they were having a Star Wars celebration uh, this oh, week. Oh, okay. And so uh, I actually saw, I, I thought the trailer, I, th- I thought I heard it was coming out soon. And luckily I saw an article from like three days before saying they, they thought, they knew that there was a panel that JJ was going to be on uh, at Star Wars Celebration from like 10 a.m. to 12. And so they thought mm-hmm. that after 12 central time, that the if there was a trailer, um, that it would be released at then. So starting at, at noon, I kept refreshing the page. Uh, I would look at Slash Film and I would just type in Star Wars on Google and just refresh the page. And about 11 mm-hmm. minutes after 12, somebody posted the title, The Rise of Skywalker, on Twitter, and it popped up, yeah. and I was like, oh, fuck. And I kept refreshing the page. I did it like three more times, and the trailer was up on Twitter on the Star Wars official account. And I was like, fuck yes, let's do nice. this. <laughs> See, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I had, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I just happened to come across it um, on one of my uh, my uh, nerd websites that I go to uh, mm-hmm. throughout the day. And I was like, hey, wait, 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 what? Yeah. what? what? <laughs> I, I had no idea that the Star Wars uh, celebration was going on. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it hit and it hit like a motherfucker too. Holy it seems shit. like it was just blowing up all over the place. Yeah. Like there were people on YouTube who had reaction videos like <laughs> within half an hour yeah. of that, the video hitting. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. People are on this. You got to get out there with that content, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think the title means? The rise of Skywalker? You know, I don't know. I'm really, really not sold on it yet. Um, when I, yep. when I first saw it. Uh, like I said, I was refreshing the page and that, that somebody tweeted it and I was like, ah, that's probably fake. And then somebody, I, re- I refreshed it again and that title was on someone else's page. And I was like, all right, that's the real title. And I wish I would have, um, been able to see it at the end of the trailer. It might've had a different impact, but I don't know, like the rise of Skywalker, I'm just kind of going back and forth. Um, I think it'll, I'll get used to it. It is what it is. Um, but mm-hmm. the meaning behind it, that, that does open up a lot, right? So uh, yeah. this is going to be some spoiler talk for Star Wars but after The Last Jedi uh, Luke is dead so he wasn't the last Skywalker what? I know I haven't seen it yet <laughs> and, and the movies Leia is still mm-hmm. alive and she is in the trailer for this so she is yeah. another Skywalker and then obviously Kylo Ren her, her son is in that lineage as well um, there's always been you know people saying that Rey might be a, a secret Skywalker in some way in The Last Jedi they kind of finally put a nail in that and said no she just you know was you know the child of like some random people that just sold her into slavery um i still think that that jj might still be playing with that mystery box of you know is she Mm -hmm. part of it um she's the last she's kind of the last jedi right from the last movie but Mm -hmm. i'm kind of wondering my my thought for this that i'm calling it right now is that um luke at the end of the last jedi kind of realized the jedi ways that he was trying to do weren't really working and I, there's, there's like stuff in, in old canon from Star Wars of a more of a, a balance to the dark and the light. And it's almost like the Jedi are too light. And they because they are, they have to have the opposite in the Sith with the dark. And that's where Kylo is and everything. So part of me at first was like, well, maybe Kylo will change. Maybe Rey actually is a, a Skywalker. But what I'm thinking it's going to be is Rey is, was the last Jedi. Or maybe Luke was the last Jedi, rather. And Rey is the rise of Skywalker as a new moniker for a replacement to the Jedi. That, oh, okay. So it's like a title. Yeah, they, they will now be henceforth called the Skywalkers. Uh, are, okay. And they have a balance of the light and the dark, the good and the bad. They, they are more yeah. uh, human, for lack of a better word, in an in mm-hmm. intergalactic you know, uh, world that they yeah. built here. 
so that's my idea that I think they're kind of going for. We'll see. It could be whatever. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I when I first saw the title, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, well, wait, there's there's so many different directions it can go. Yeah. Because at the end of the trailer. It cuts to black, and then you hear a voice start laughing, like a, a madman's laugh. And uh, Mark Hamill was also the voice of the Joker yeah. in the Batman, <laughs> the animated series. So I was like, is Luke coming back and he's evil? Oh, now? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is he being resurrected as uh, a Sith Lord? Yeah. He even posted, Mark Hamill posted, a, like, a picture someone drew of the Joker with, like, a lightsaber, I think it was, or whatever. And he was like, yeah. Jedi, like, he said something like, Jedi Joker coming in yeah. or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah uh there was also a a version of this i saw on twitter where uh somebody dubbed out his laugh and they inserted seth yes. rogan's laugh right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny i loved it too and seth rogan saw it and he was like i'm so happy to be part of this project <laughs> yeah. or whatever but yeah it was pretty good <laughs> oh my god it's so funny yeah so um the, the laugh though is from the emperor it's palpatine uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's um, it's it's what it means. That's that kind of opens up a lot of things too, because Palpatine basically was like thrown over this like ledge from Darth Vader, and so like theoretically, and then like the Death, the Death Star was like destroyed, but it's in this trailer mm-hmm. that like parts of it survived, like it fell onto this planet or whatever, and so we don't really know. Like, uh, what all is going to happen? They, they are on, like, kind of a forest planet or uh, the forest moon of Endor, it looks like, in this trailer. So they, it seems like they go back there. The Emperor might have survived, so he might have been pulling the strings behind this entire thing this whole time uh, with, like, the First Order and everything. So uh, that really kind of throws a kink in it of what, like, my theories could be or whatever. Um, some people are kind of mad about that, too, online, some of the, the hardcore geeks of Star Wars. But I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I really trust in JJ to kind of write the ship. Um, uh, my brother Danny really didn't like The Last Jedi, and he and I were, were texting about this because he was like, I wish Ryan Johnson would have never directed that and changed all the stuff. And I'm kind of back and forth on it. I like The Last Jedi for some aspects, but mm-hmm. overall I still kind of agree with Danny. Like, he he exploded a lot of the ideas that people had and, like, like how Luke was was kind of different than I expected, and I'm not sure that I liked it. And part of that mm-hmm. is like, yeah, that's a different direction, and it's cool, and... Part of it, it's like, well, but I wanted the fan service and I wanted it to go a certain way. And now I feel yeah. like I'm glad that JJ's back at the helm to kind of write that ship a little bit. And bringing in this other stuff, like with the Emperor, that might mean we're going to get like Anakin back in here a little bit as like a Force ghost. Uh, maybe with Luke. Um, so like Hayden Christensen might be back in this again, but not under the direction. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, yes! Everybody's looking forward to it. But you know, not not under the uh, the direction of George Lucas, he might be better now. Like under JJ, you know, they might be able to pull a better performance out of him. Because um, Hayden Christensen is not really that bad of an actor. Like I like him in other things. I just really didn't like that performance, you know. But that's a lot of George. Like George wants like cheesy dialogue and stuff. That's what he's into. So uh, yeah, if you can uh, if you could try to um, be bad at acting for this take, if you could just if you could just do that, we'll just do that. Uh, we'll do a we'll do a, a quick rehearsal. Go ahead. And, Go ahead and run the cameras. <laughs> uh, we'll do a quick rehearsal. Uh, and I know you're seeing this dialogue for the first time, so uh, I'm just going to read off this script real quick, okay? Okay. And uh, we'll do that. Watch his CGI in his arms <laughs> so he's not holding the script, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is the real take. Are you ro- we're rolling? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to stand in the shot, but we'll just screen screen me out, okay? All right. 
So, uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, read that. And cut. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) Cut the check. Uh, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see, like, if if they pull it in. Like, it seems like uh, they've been kind of, again, with J.J.'s mystery box aspect of his, you know, directing style and and PR style, basically, too, you know, what he talks about or doesn't. Mm Uh, they they have kind of said some stuff like they really want this to be the culmination of the entire nine film arc, and he even said that he like went to, back to George and kind of consulted with him about what that could mean. So it should be it should pull things in from the prequels, which even though I don't like the prequels that much, they do exist. And if JJ, mm-hmm. if, if someone's gonna do it, JJ could do it, I guess. Uh, and my mm-hmm. idea, like uh, I love that guy. I think he does great work. So. Um, I, I think if he's pulling in the Emperor and he pulls in anybody else, maybe besides Jar Jar, just, if, just don't bring back Jar Jar and we'll all be good. What if the, the Emperor finally takes off his robe and he has a mask on and he takes it off and it's Jar Jar the whole time? See, that was George's plan, fans, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. we don't fans need. Fans have thought about it for years. Yeah, that's what we don't need. That's... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm. If that happened, it's almost like it would be so genius... But at the same time, I, I think that would fi- I would break my TV, and even if I saw that in theaters, I would go home and break my TV. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'm just done with entertainment for a while. It's jump the shark. You, you stop by the hardware store on your way home and get like a, three sledgehammers. Yep, <laughs> one for each of your hands, and then one as a backup when you break one of those. Yeah, because so. mm-hmm. I'm so angry at break sledgehammers breaking my TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the only way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so like, I'm done with I, people. I hear. Let me uh, look to my left. Look to my right. Uh, I hear that after this ninth episode, mm. Star Wars is going to take a break for a little bit. Indeed, that's what I hear as well. A little bit of a hiatus. So, what's up with that? Are they <laughs> retooling? Do you think they're going to yeah. take a break because this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker mm-hmm. Scott? Skaga, uh, Saga, right? So yeah. the rise of Skywalker end of I know. Of saga. That's, why, that's why I think yeah. it's like a new Jedi because it, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to be the end of a nine episode arc uh, and be the rise of anything really. But yeah. unless it was towards the future and it's something else outside of them, because yeah. they did say mm-hmm. this is really it. We're not pulling, you know, we're not hiding that secret. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, I heard some rumors too that they were bringing JJ back to write the ship, but not specifically because of the Last Jedi, but because of a Solo mi- mostly that they mm-hmm. mismarketed that thing, and then just overall they weren't really happy with it uh, how it turned out. You know, obviously with like they fired the directors and had to bring in Ron Howard and all that stuff. And so um, I think what they're doing more is like they had a bunch of ideas. Uh, one of the ideas they talked about was like an Obi-Wan, like a young Obi-Wan movie, bringing back Ewan McGregor, but that's apparently going to be a, a TV series on Disney Plus instead. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay. a better idea. I think if they're focusing mm-hmm. more on the Disney Plus aspect of those shows, that may be a better thing for a while and just kind of let this linger and be like, this is a big deal. We ended the series. Hopefully it's amazing um, and worthy of all of our time you know, to end all this episode, this huge episode arc. Uh, but yeah, I think it's probably a better idea for them to kind of hold off after that point and like kind of relax and be like, Hey, really, what do we want to do with this? Um, cause I solo, especially like, I don't think I'll ever watch that again. Um, uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't horrible. It's just like, I didn't need it, you know, like, yeah, 
it it just didn't scratch the itch that I would want in any nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. And kind of like Rogue One, they both just kind of missed the mark for me. Like they're just not that important to the series, and so I think they need to step back and be like, what would actually propel this forward better? So yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe they'll they'll go a different direction. Maybe they'll go in the future. What? And, and they'll fight Star Trek. Oh, there you go. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what everybody's really been wanting. Mm-hmm. I think that that's an interesting point, though, honestly, that Disney Plus doing all this stuff, they're buying more properties uh, in general with the MCU, just like crossover events, stuff like that, like... I know that Kevin Feige has talked about Marvel getting more and more cosmic and weird and with their stories and everything. Um, eventually, we're going to have a really fucking great, well-acted, well-scripted, beautifully choreographed fight scenes, great special effects version of Star Wars versus Star Trek. Like, it's not going to be fan mm-hmm. fiction. I, I really see that. Like, yeah. it could be 30 years down the road. It could mm-hmm. be 10, you know? But, like, yeah. I'm like, that's a legit premise right now i think in our future that anything yeah could happen who knows there's a let's say it's a 10 episode series star trek versus star wars or vice versa star wars versus star trek last episode just as uh somebody's getting ready to be stabbed with a, a lightsaber you hear a, a voice off screen i am groot what <laughs> the, the guardians do <laughs> oh shit Past, present, and future, baby. Holy shit. All of them. Yeah. And I'm yeah. down for that. That's the thing. Like, at that point, yeah. we might be... They're getting weirder and weirder and connecting more and more disparate properties and weird things, whatever. Um, honestly, though, what I hope the trajectory is going to be is more like Ready Player One, where it's all like a VR world and everything can just co, you know, co-interact or whatever, and it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And it's all just kind of there, but maybe with some actual like scripted properties behind this kind of leading that charge, mm-hmm. whatever. So the future is bright, man. It seems really interesting where we're going with this. I mean, the real future is bleak right now, but uh, entertainment oh, future yeah. is pretty bright. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. Just plug in. <laughs> don't even worry yep. about the real world. It's bad. It's just straight up bad. Yeah. You gotta have some escape. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, very excited for this though. Um, still not sure on the title, but I'm, I, it depends. It might, if it's my idea, then I think that'd be cool uh, mm-hmm. of what that will shape up to be. Regardless, though, I, I, I hope that the movie kind of plays out in a way that that title makes more sense to me and, uh, and is, is cooler, I guess. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm so glad that JJ's back at the helm kind of bringing us home here. So, Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, I uh, tell you what, let's jump into our, our next thing. Speaking of uh, universes crossing over, yeah. let's talk about War of the Realms number one from Marvel Comics. And uh, it is a story written by Jason Aaron, who's been writing the Avengers issues that we've been reading. This time with line art by Russell Dodderman. Uh, Dodderman? Mm. Something like that. I don't know. Don't really say his name yeah. out loud. <laughs> I just read it. Uh, Russell Dodderman. Mm-hmm. Dodderman. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and he is an incredible artist. He drew the uh, Jane Foster uh, female mm. Thor series. Nice. And, man, he is just a master draftsman. Uh, colored by Matthew Wilson, who also colored that same series. And lettered this time by Virtual Calligraphy's Joe Sabino. Hey, I come to your house to do a plumbing and letter a comic book for you. Uh, boy, oh, I'm in trouble over that one. 
I can smell the lawsuit. All right. Uh, so I recently caught up on the current Thor series, which is after Jane Foster stopped being Thor and uh, Thor Odinson, the, the one from, you know, the movies that we recognize, took over the mantle yet again. And uh, even though he's Thor again, he still doesn't have Mjolnir. It was destroyed in the previous series. So uh, he's had the dwarves from... Uh, one of the other realms, uh, the one that um, they visit in Infinity War, he has them work on some new hammers for him, uh, hoping that they will be as durable and help him in uh, fighting his battles. Spoilers, they're not. Uh, in that first Thor issue, he fights the Juggernaut, and he just smashes all these different hammers and everything. <laughs> and throughout that series leading up to this, um, he just has a whole arsenal of hammers that he can summon and you know, use to uh, to fight people and... Um, a lot of the time they end up getting destroyed, but it's it's kind of cool to see like a whole uh, uh, like roster of different hammers mm-hmm. for different um, things that he has going on. So for War of the Realms, that picks up uh, where a lot of the, the various realms have been destroyed. So there are 10 realms on the world tree on Yggdrasil. And nine of them have been taken over. Uh, Malekith from Thor the Dark World has been plotting to destroy uh, all the realms, and uh, he rules over all of them. Uh, Well, he's done a pretty good job since nine out of the ten of them are destroyed, the final realm being Midgard, or planet Earth, that we live upon. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, he's the, the current president of the United States. Uh, we all know it. <laughs> Look, he's got the multicolored face, yeah. right? Totally Got the works. weird-ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, so the, this story picks up where uh, we see Odin is left to roll over what's left of Asgard. It has a, a shot of Asgard as not well lit at all. All the lights are off. Yep. Uh, the Bifrost Bridge is destroyed, so nobody can get to or from it. But uh, he's an old man setting his way, so he's just riding it out, going down with the ship, and some dark elves show up, and uh, they stab him straight up in the guts. And uh, so Odin, as far as we know, is either dead or severely injured, one way or the other. And he is the the god of gods in Asgard, right? So he shouldn't have this much trouble, but, you know, his power is diminished at this point. So uh, what's an old man to do? Well, we uh, jump to Midgard in Newark Harbor, where Thor lives on a dinghy boat uh, with his dog, Thori, and uh, one of his goats, uh, either Tooth grinder or tooth gnasher. I don't know. I can't tell them apart. You know, it's part of being goat racist. It's just, I'm sorry. I'm trying to learn and get better. Um, One thing I want to point out on Russell Dodderman's work is that he has these awesome layouts where normally it would just be one panel, the second panel, the third panel, and then a fourth panel like stacked on top of Mm -hmm. each other. But on this page, um, on the comiXology page here, it's number 11. um, It's kind of like a circle, but they're all bisected by two different lines. And then he has the word crash. And um, even though we have Joe Sabino doing the lettering throughout this book, uh, Russell Dowderman, he actually puts these words, he like draws them in himself. So on the, the bottom fourth panel where it says crash, he actually writes the word crash and puts the illustration inside of that, which is really cool. They're really cool looking. It, yeah, I like it. Yeah. 
and he'll occasionally put like sound effects within the artwork itself and uh it just becomes part of it and really ties everything together he does a really good job with that but uh yeah we've got thor sitting here on his boat and uh something crashes onto his ship and it turns out it's a bloodied up lucky uh, lucky <laughs> the lucky charm self shows up <laughs> delicious as he dies he dies in thor's arms but then loki takes his spot and uh loki's sitting there and he's like yeah the war of the realms is coming thor's like you got to take me to it i've got a series of hammers i know we haven't hung out recently but i got a series of hammers man so um and this entire time uh uh thory the dog is like hey i don't think this is right and thor keeps cutting him off he's like nah son you're just a dog homie in the words of Super Street Steven. I just yeah. said that so yep. you could understand the story. Um, so uh, Loki uh, teleports him away. And Thor's like, uh, but I, uh, uh, Master? And he's gone. So they show up on Jotunheim. And Loki is trying to walk Thor to Malekith so Thor can uh, beat his ass and start, stop the War of Realms from coming. Turns out it was an ambush because Loki was actually Malekith the whole damn time. Damn. He still has the American flag lapel on his best though. <laughs> so uh, Thor is being um, ambushed by all of these frost giants, and they are essentially like ten-story buildings. Yep, you've seen the movies, you know, at this point, so you you kind of get the height difference there. Um, so from there, we cut back to Midgard, the Bronx to be specific, and we have a beautiful illustration mm. of Spider-Man swinging through the city, and all of Russell Dodderman's work is digital. Otherwise, mm. I would love to own this physical page. It's just ah, so good. It's a fantastic illustration mm-hmm. of Spider-Man. We've got Spider-Man. He's swinging through the city. He's like, hey, man, I got no troubles. Today was actually a pretty good day. And it's really just like minor things that were good about it. Yeah. But he's just so excited. Like, you know, sometimes it's the little things you got to take into account. Spider-Sense goes off. He sees a battle happening on a building there. And uh, he sees it's the Lady Freya that's battling some dark elves and he shows up helps her with those turns out a lot of the asgardians were uh, they fled asgard and came to the bronx to um to recover from uh from the whole battle that happened there so the dark elves are, are going to this building where the asgardians are later we have sif and uh Jane Foster and, and uh, Hildegard show up with their weapons at the ready to fight these dark elves. Turns out uh, Spider-Man and Lady Freya already took care of them. And uh, one of the greatest lines in this book is uh, Lady Freya uh, talking about the dark elves and how they were had come to Midgard. She says, indeed, the day we've long dreaded has come at last, my friends. And Spider-Man, <laughs> always the jokester, says, one of us is getting a colonoscopy? And I was just like, you've done it. You've done it. You've done it. You brought a colonosp- colonoscopy joke into the War of Realms, mm-hmm. and that's truly all we've ever wanted. Absolutely. I'm not even going to read the rest of the series. I didn't read past <laughs> this done. page. I don't know what happened. It's, it had uh, peak entertainment. You really missed me. out, man. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Oh, is there good stuff? Well, let's keep reading. What do we have? (laughs) So it turns out that the War of Realms is coming to Asgard. We've got a shot, or various shots, of outside of Doctor Strange's uh, building where we can see his uh, sigil lit up. We've got Daredevil on a cross there. Uh, He's. I've actually brought Matt Murdock in as one of my uh, sharecrows, so he's going to be. He's going to be fending off like in Hell's Kitchen. 
make sure there are no crows there. So he was just he was like <laughs> sitting there relaxing, and then he's like, "Hey, what?" So we've got him crawling off of the uh, the the giant tea there. Uh, we've got Wolverine in a bar. Just in case you were afraid, it wasn't a bar. We do have the lit up sign that says beer <laughs> behind him. It's like, oh, that's probably like soda pop, right? Nah, yeah. son. You don't have time for that. And then we've got the world's largest bodybuilding Punisher. Oh uh, yeah, that right. You've ever seen in your life? He he rivals like Thor size <laughs> yeah. mus- uh, muscles here. Um, but he's uh, uh, got a, a mob boss on his knees, uh, getting ready to take care of business there. When all of a sudden, all of these different creatures and monsters from the other realms are invading Midgard. So we've got some frost giants. We've got some uh, fire creatures from. Uh, from uh, hell or this version of hell uh we've got some other like ogres and whatnot that are are coming through here uh, terrorizing the the public and uh so on uh, subsequent pages here we've got the the different characters that we saw um uh you know daredevil and uh, and whatnot showing up to fight some of these um these these threats and then the avengers show up and it kind of transitions from a thor book to a more uh, Avengers or maybe Marvel Universe book at this point. Uh, so we've got, yeah, all the, the Avengers showing up. Daredevil uh, is surprised to see who is in the Avengers now. And by see, I mean, you know, become aware <laughs> of because he's blind. I don't want to be insensitive. But uh, yeah, he's like, those are the Avengers. No offense. And then Blade's like, yeah, man, I, I don't believe it either. But hey, here I am. I've got two swords. <laughs> Let's get to stabbing, baby. And um, yeah, so the, the Avengers are fighting the different Dark Elves and the um, Giants and whatnot. And uh, we have an, another portal, and uh, Malekith can control something called the Black Bifrost. So it's like the Bifrost Bridge in Asgard, but it's uh, dark in color, I guess? Mm-hmm. I really don't know the difference. It's comics. You just roll with yep. it, you know? Yep. We've got a talking raccoon that fires machine guns. <laughs> Whatever. Let's with roll it. with it. Um, Captain America throws his shield at uh, Malekith, hits him right in the mush, and the uh, shield bounces back at him. And, of course, we've got an Avengers Assemble call-out here. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in the, the Avengers comics up to this point. But I, I just got to say, we have not got the Avengers Assemble in the movies yet. Mm. I'm hoping that we finally get that in Endgame. But maybe there's a twist to it where he's like, Avengers Assemble. And they're like, wait, what? I'm sorry. I, I'm way over. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Are we, are we fighting now? What? No, we don't want that. We want everyone to gather together and uh, attack the bad guy. But, um, yeah, so we've got the Avengers uh, here uh, ready to rally, but uh, something happens, and as they're ready to pounce, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so we've got Captain America yelling, Avengers assemble. We've got Lady Freya shouting for Midgard, and we've got Spider-Man shouting, New York is for lovers. <laughs> Always ready with a quip with that, uh, that guy. Um, and then uh, we think they're, they're ready to... Uh, group and you know attack all of the uh, the characters, but we've got a giant mallet inside the word Thum uh, from a frost giant, uh, knocking them all back. So that kind of really didn't didn't do a whole lot. Uh, one of the frost giants picks up Lady Freya and is getting ready to, uh, I guess, kill her when uh, he gets his arm chopped off uh, <laughs> by somebody off uh, off panel here that says, "I say the hell nay, hell nay." <laughs> Turns out it's uh, Loki. It's actual Loki. And uh, he's here. He's got this giant ass, like Final Fantasy VII yeah. sized uh, sword Legit. that has frost giant blood all over it. It's glowing green. And uh, uh, the, uh, I, I guess, Malekith's winged tiger creature there uh, attacks him, picks him up. And then uh, we've got this shot of the frost giant reaching down, p- 
picking up Loki, and on the page turn, the, the frost giant just puts Loki in his mouth and crunches him, and there's like blood and and whatnot flying off into uh, the background. And some beautiful color work here mm-hmm. by Matthew Wilson. Uh, I've got the the blue of the frost giant mixed with some like um, pink and some uh, and uh, some red for the blood is just uh, masterfully done. And um, from there, uh, you know, Tony Stark is like, he sees a, a portal open up with all of these uh, creatures and whatnot invading Midgard, further invading Midgard. And he's like, you know, we've got all this, you know, Asgardian shit going on and no Thor in sight. And it, then it cuts back to um, Jotunheim where Thor is fighting all of the frost giants. And uh, he's got two hammers he's spinning, uh, one in each hand. He says, the God of Thunder will be the doom of you all. And that is the end of the issue. Yeah. So Thor is trapped on Jotunheim fighting all of these these characters. Um, I don't know how he's supposed to get away from there. I don't know if there's maybe somebody that has portal access that can come get him or what. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, not seeing him on Midgard at this point. But we do have a collection of heroes in... Uh, in the Bronx there, fighting them off. And then on the next issue, it looks like Doctor Strange, uh, Valkyrie, Punisher, and Wolverine are going to be joining mm. the fray. So, Absolutely. That's a lot of me talking. So, <laughs> Stephen, what, what, what did you think of this issue? It was cool. Um, uh, one thing I'll say for sure is that at the beginning, this starts off with like a map of, uh, I forgot what you called the, the tree. Um, Yggdrasil. It's just as it's, yeah. <laughs> as it's spelled. <laughs> But it has all the different <laughs> it has all the different realms on there and stuff, and it's like yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. realize, I guess, um, how all that plays out, like in the MCU. Like uh, they'll talk about going to uh, Nita Valir, Valir uh, where mm-hmm. the the like the dwarfs are uh, the dwarves are to uh, make uh, Stormbreaker uh, Thor's new hammer thing in uh, uh-huh. in Infinity War. I didn't realize, I guess, that was like a realm, like it. I, I, I'm so stuck, I guess, in the normal sci-fi thing that we're used to of just, like, planets, you know? Yeah. Um, and and so whenever these things, like, show up on here in this map, it was like, oh, okay, like, Jotunheim. I kind of got that, but I almost, like, imagined it more as a planet. And, like, Asgard is, clearly wasn't, like, a full, like, round planet. It was, like, a almost like a city on, like, a weird, like, rock because you could see kind of the bottom of it in, in the movies and stuff. But essentially, yeah. like, I imagined it as, like, a planet, and Earth is a planet. Right. Even though they kind of talk about them, I, I guess I can't remember. They talk about them as like the realms in, like I know they talk about like the Midgard realm, I guess, mm-hmm. in the movies. But I just didn't quite get all this. I didn't know how it all like worked together, and that there were like more, that many more of them that we haven't really seen in the MCU. So it mm-hmm. kind of expanded my knowledge of it a little bit, and I was like, oh, this really like like I was talking about earlier, like Kevin Feige talking about how cosmic and different and stuff. It's like, oh, they have they have a huge world they can go to. And uh, when I first saw this map, it made me think of, and some of the stuff they talk about with like the elves and all the stuff, it made me think of Lord of the Rings. And someone makes a joke about that in there, about how they're being attacked by Lord of the Rings. And I was like, perfect, yeah. yes, that's exactly what I think. But it's really cool. Like, they're, they're surely influenced by that work, uh, I imagine. But um, there really is so much world building in Marvel's history uh, that mm-hmm. they have so many more places to go and so many more characters to explore throughout the series of these TV shows, these movies and stuff they'll be doing. So uh, it's just really cool. But, uh, and it kind of opened up that, that vision to me that I didn't really understand before from, from reading this. So, uh, but it was cool. I liked it. The art was really cool in this. Uh, um, yeah. Really dug it. I, uh, some of the time I thought that, um, like I read it on, on Comixology as well. And I, they have like that zoom in feature where it kind of um, will like go like one panel at a time. 
And uh, yeah. my only problem with that, I, I like that because it's a little bit easier to read because uh, it zooms in on some of the words and stuff sometimes, but you don't mm-hmm. always get the full picture of the page and I think that's really important. And I, yeah. I just wish that it always, like every time you went to a new page, I wish it just did a splash page for you to see all of it and then it went into Zoom, but it only does that if there's like a big panel to show, like a big event or whatever, you know? There, there's actually a setting oh, you cool. can put on there to where it will do that. Like at the end of each page, yes. it will just show you the entire page okay. and then go to the next one. It's in uh, the guided view settings okay. somewhere. I'll look into that so, then. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. That's the yeah. only thing I don't mm-hmm. like about it is that you don't always get it, especially with this. Um, they're so, like you were saying, like his panels aren't just like four panels, whatever. Like they're always like weird shapes and yeah. there's a lot going on. And if you are always in that zoomed in feature, like you, you miss out on that. Um, mm-hmm. but some of them I liked a lot. And then some of them are just like, yeah, they're just kind of weird shapes or whatever to be there or whatever. But, um, the, yeah. the way you were talking about him doing like the words, uh, like the explosion words and stuff like that. And there's like, uh, like a, a picture within them that's like drawn. They're so mm-hmm. fucking cool. And, uh, yeah. and the colors and stuff are really nice. And also it seems like they went a little more, uh, like MCU movies on this, like, they have a thing in the beginning, kind of uh, little circles, giving you all the characters that are involved in this, and they show a picture mm-hmm. of Jane, uh, and it, I'm like, oh, that's Natalie Portman, like just 100, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like even the little picture, I was like, oh, that's totally Natalie Portman with her short hair, um, and then uh, like Loki looks pretty much like Tom Hiddleston, uh, I would say. Yeah, in th- this. that that shot where um, it has a close up of his face before the frost giant grabs yeah. him. Yeah, it's just yeah. straight up Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is cool though. I'm I'm down with that. Um, I also thought I could totally, like, I know that Spider-Man in the comics is always kind of this way. He does, like, the quips and stuff like that. But I could mm-hmm. totally hear um, Tom Holland, like, his voice reading these words. Like, it oh, yeah. seemed like that script almost, like that kind of comedy. And this this book was really funny. Uh, from him to uh, Iron Man has a joke. There's, like, these angels from the, the heaven realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about, like, taking him back. They have, like, wings or whatever in the heat. He talks about taking you back to his place for like bubbly and birdseed. And then he's like, Captain <laughs> yeah. Marvel's like, stop flirting with him, whatever. And he, and then they say something about like, we're going to like take you, like take you out of your armor and make you like a breeder. And he's like, I think they're hitting me back. Like, Hey, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of good stuff in this. That was, uh, I, not to say that the comics are, I don't want to say any, and by any stretch that they're like lesser than the movies, but since I'm used to the movies so much, and that, mm. that kind of writing, you know, style or quality or whatever, like screenwriting and stuff. Um, these were like right on par. Like I could literally see this as the drawn script for a movie, you know, like easily oh, right. with these characters. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like if people, again, like this is – we kind of do these to, um, to kind of help our audience be like, hey, you should read comics. Like they're pretty awesome. And this one in particular, yeah. I was like, this is like a fucking movie, like legit. Um, and yeah. I, I really dug it. I thought it was really cool. So, yeah, this is, uh, the first event series that you've read, mm-hmm. um, like month to month or as the issues are being published. So, um, I thought this would be a, a cool experience outside of the Avengers comics that we yeah. we're still reading. Um, so on the Avengers series, I don't know how they're going to do it. I think they're, they're going to be like side stories focusing on maybe just like a group of characters during this event. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how those play out, especially with the, um, uh, Squadron Supreme, like the DC characters in the Marvel Universe, mm. is going to be like oh, yeah, the yeah. next issue of, of the Avengers or whatever. So I don't know what they're going to be doing. Maybe just fighting off some of these uh, different um, invaders 
in uh, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and maybe it'll have a snapshot of different places in the U.S. where this is happening. Here in Oklahoma, we're just like, yeah, this seems right. This, we probably deserve this. That's, that's totally fine. Yeah, I would say that I, I'm still kind of confused for comics about how they all interplay. Like, they have this thing at the end of this book that's uh, that picture you're talking about with Doctor Strange and, and the Punisher and stuff, where it says, next in two weeks, the, the Midgard Massacre. Um, and then, yeah. like, the next page it says... In one week, and it's like War of the Realms, War Scrolls number one, and it's about Daredevil. Uh, and and then another week, it's like Journey into Mystery number one, and it's um, about podcast superstars and the Kelroys. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and then it's all these different things, and then they have like a checklist says Act One, the World at War, and it's like War of the Realms number one, number two, As Guardians of the Galaxy number eight, Avengers number eighteen, like. I kind of get lost in the that there's so many series going on that they all kind of touch on this. Mm-hmm. And I guess like, yeah. what do you need to read? Like, obviously, this makes sense from a marketing point of view. Like, they they literally say take this checklist to your local comic book store and like get all these books so, so you don't miss out on anything. But right. without mm-hmm. you as my guide, and and hopefully for the podcasters that are listening to this, uh, the podcast fans listening to this, uh, if they're reading along, like I don't know as a, as a casual comic reader, like what do I need to, to pay attention to and what do I not, you know, in any mm-hmm. series. So that's where I get lost. So ideally, you'll be able to read War of the Realms by itself and get a, a complete story. Sure, there's going to be like side stories here and there, you know, with the Squadron Supreme. Um, I don't necessarily know is going to really reflect or affect the the main series though Mm -hmm. um like in civil war we read that on the show and that was just a complete story right there there's also a side story about spider-man revealing his identity in that series Mm -hmm. that played out in his own book and then there was stuff going on in the individual uh captain america and iron man store uh series at that time but again you can just read the main series and you should be able to get everything that you need so um we may find out like what Wolverine was doing in that bar. Like why was he in the Bronx or whatever in like a separate series, but it's not integral to knowing what's going on here. So we've got the invasion uh, of Midgard happening here in this main series. And that is probably going to be the main focus and maybe how some of these characters that are featured in this issue um, fight going on or, you know, what their challenges may be Mm -hmm. here. Um, Real quick. Can we talk about the cover? Yeah. Of this book um, on Comixology, it gives you the just half of the cover at first, but on the next page, it gives you the expanded cover. Mm-hmm. So if you bought the single issue, the uh, half of this would be on the front, the half of it would be the back cover. Uh, but it's all laid out here in one glorious image drawn by Arthur Adams and uh, colored again by uh, Matthew Wilson. And holy shit, this is an insane There's cover image. So much going on. Uh, right, yeah. And so many characters, uh, both good and bad. But, um, man, th- like all of these characters are are battling these different invaders to the realm. And, uh, man, it's just so good. Arthur Adams is a fucking art beast. He's, yeah. uh, he's one of uh, a few artists that are known for drawing, like, a shitload of characters on on a page and mm-hmm. being able to pull that off. Sometimes it can get muddied and whatnot, but uh, yeah, he did a fantastic job on this. Um, there, there are so many different characters and little Easter eggs. Like the more you look at it, the more characters you can find like uh, Ben Grimm, the thing from the fantastic four is, is hidden in uh. here. You've got uh, black Panther, you've got Wolverine, Captain America, daredevil who uh, 
I don't know if you uh, zoomed in on mm-hmm. that, but he's got a little Starfield effect yeah. going on there. And uh, that's reminiscent of a character called Captain Universe, hmm. who uh, it's like a this cosmic entity that goes from like one character to another. And uh, I'm thinking as the series progresses, again, look left, look right. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking that he's going to gain this ability and um, be able to see beyond actual vision in this mm. series. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But luckily, the series, it seems like it's going to have an it's a six issue series. It's running uh, two issues a month. So, mm. uh, you know, by midsummer, we should be wrapping up with this mm-hmm. and um very uh, very much looking forward to seeing how the series wraps up and uh what the effects are from this so after after the fact we'll we'll be reading this and the avengers like will those be coming out concurrently like uh, avengers 18 and yes. said next right cool yeah so that'll yeah. that'll kind mm-hmm. of play into this for a little while and then eventually in some in way, some yeah. way yeah. Um, yeah that's cool cool i'm excited mm-hmm. yeah awesome did you have anything else you wanted to mention about this particular issue? Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really fucking epic. It was really cool. So uh, I'm down yeah. for this. Um, it seems like it really, it, again, it, it just kind of expands a lot on the mythology of the the Marvel universe that I know of, mm-hmm. for sure. So um, a lot of this is new to me, and it's kind of cool to see that uh, how how large in scope this all is, really, and how mm-hmm. many characters are involved. And, like, that that cover alone, like you were saying, like, we haven't even been introduced to some of these people in this particular series yet, but we will be, mm-hmm. uh, like, Ben Grimm. And then, uh, like, I saw Luke Cage uh, on the cover as yeah, well and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, all yeah. right, cool, we're bringing in, like, lots of people. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it all shapes up. We need somebody to punch somebody. Luke Cage is like, on it. You know, <laughs> got it. Got it. Let me put on some yellow first. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. All right. So that was our mini topic discussion. <laughs> <laughs> A scant hour and 40 something minutes in. So now let's really talk at length about something. Yeah. So that brings us to. The main topic, which is, in fact, 2019's Shazam movie mm-hmm. starring Zachary Levi and others. Yep. Others are in this. Um, do you have the cast list? I do. So it was uh, directed by David F. Sandberg, who uh, actually came from, like, um, horror universe. He did Lights Out, um, and he did uh, Annabelle Creation, but uh, so he came for this one. Uh, it was screenplay, screenplay by Her- uh, Henry Gaiden. Starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher Angel as the uh, young Shazam, the young character. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer is his like uh, roommate, best friend, sort of introduced <laughs> okay. him there. But yeah. he's he's from the the movie It, which was uh, which is uh-huh. great to see him again. And um, uh, again, I was messed this up, but uh, Juman Hansu uh, as the as the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's really all the list of, it lists me on here. Um, there's a bunch of people in it, but. There's a lot of names, so I don't want to go through them all. <laughs> so I made a note that this is the second movie in 2019 starring a character referred to as Captain Marvel in the comics and also had a performance by Jaimon Hansu. So, oh, yeah. Yep. And, he's in both of them. <laughs> and nobody ever says Captain Marvel in either of them. That's true. So you Absolutely. got that connection, too. Oh, yeah. we got all kinds of connections. <laughs> yeah. That's They're in, basically uh, the same movie. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. More or less, more or less. Um, so what was it? Last year, maybe the year before, we talked about the comic series yeah. Shazam uh, by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. And uh, this movie is um, about half of that, yeah. I guess. Black Adam isn't in this movie, but a lot of the other beats from that series mm-hmm. are in this movie, I think. Um, so without getting into spoilers yet, um, what did you think of this of this movie? Um, it's weird. So I, I watched the movie and then, um, I kind of have to give a little more explanation that I, um, we read this book, but I, I remembered like some of it, but it'd been a while. So I kind of forgot some of it. And I went back and read it. It's been a while. (laughs) I went back and read it and, uh, it is so fucking similar. Like the movie is so similar, but like Mm -hmm. so different. Um, yeah. Without Black Adam in it, that's like a huge part of it. There are some fairly major tweaks to it, but a lot of the same beats like scene for scene are like pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, they yeah. just do like different jokes and like a different setup say, but, um, I liked the book a lot and I didn't like the movie as much as the book for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked it. It's it, honestly, I, I thought of this a lot as the same as Captain Marvel that I liked mm-hmm. it. I just didn't love it as much as I expected. And mm-hmm. I haven't thought about it as much since I saw it. Um, it hasn't like stuck with me or whatever. Um, I thought it was yeah. really funny. Uh, I love Zachary Levi, so it was great to see him. I thought he was great in the role. Uh, and I'm, I'd be intrigued. Like, uh, I know that, um, Black Adam, like I know that, uh, The Rock is going to play him, I guess. And he mm-hmm. produced this one or executive produced this one or something like that. And he was really excited for this one to do well. Uh, he wants to come in for the next one. I'm excited for that still. Uh, it just didn't quite get there for me the whole way uh, i just thought it was like it was a good movie it just wasn't great personally yeah so mm-hmm. yeah what about you i thought it was okay yeah <laughs> just okay yeah i uh you know when when we were talking about us i was i had mentioned that there's some movies that get your brain going afterward and you have to have a conversation with people about it uh-huh. and whatnot and then there are other movies where you just forget about it as you're walking out to your car <laughs> and this was the latter for me why is that like, though I was a little bit disappointed even uh-huh. um, in that, like, the yeah, I, I too liked the comic quite a uh-huh. bit, and I feel like this this movie was a little bit different than that, but, um, and I also like Zachary Levi, but, you know, over the, the past few days from watching this, I've been trying to dissect it, and I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of the punchlines to the jokes in this movie were in the trailers and commercials for it. That's true. So by the time I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, here comes this punchline. There it is. All right. Next one. There's that one. Okay. And then it turned out um, we were watching TV earlier this week, maybe a couple of days ago, and there was a commercial for Shazam. And one of the the, the bits that I didn't know was happening because of spoilers toward the end of this movie, Mm -hmm. um, they like when it happened on screen, I was like, oh, okay," And I actually laughed at it. Then they put in this goddamn commercial, oh, so it's just yeah. ruining it. I'm like, guys, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Like, people will eventually go see this. Like, the movie's been out for a week plus at this point. Mm-hmm. You don't need to ruin every joke. I know they probably want to put new footage in there, but come on. Well, like, it, you're, you're stepping on all of your, your own punchlines at this point. Yeah, so I hadn't even thought about that as much about uh, the trailers. You're right. that like the, A lot of the punchlines were there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I guess what my point is, what's hard is that... Um, I like the comic so much and the story to the movie is so similar that I, 
I'm like, shouldn't I like it more? But I think it's kind of the yeah. same way that you're talking about that. Like it was so similar that I was like, I already know all this stuff. Like, uh, yeah. it's hard to be surprised when it is so similar to the book and all those, like most of the plot points are the same. So in the same kind of way, it, it kind of ruined it a little bit. So maybe if you hadn't read the comic, it would have been better. But like, I don't know, like, it's hard. It's like books that I've read that turned into movies are more about like the adaptation of it, not like the book ruined it because I knew the story already. That's not that's not really a thing that bothers me usually. So I don't know what yeah. it was with this one that did so much that it or it really didn't bother me. It just was like, well, it's not that it's not that cool because I've already seen it. Yeah. So, well, Jeff Johns, who wrote the comic, also wrote or had a hand in writing the screenplay. Uh-huh. Uh, as well so and there were a couple co-writers on there that added a few little things here there and um overall i thought the performances of the actors were pretty good Mm -hmm. but yeah for whatever reason it just didn't cloak with me and yeah it could be part of it as being um i've seen this before yeah you know you're, you're essentially telling me the same story this time with you know actors instead of illustrations Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean I, I I think for you know our listeners who haven't read that that comic uh, or have or thinks this movie looks good or entertaining, mm-hmm. I think you could have a good time going to the theaters with it. Yeah. But um, you know, for me, it just didn't didn't do it. Maybe on like a sequel, which I've heard they've mm-hmm. already greenlit, um, it'll be a little bit better and give us some more variety. Yeah. Especially if you know the the Black Adam movie comes out in between now. And the Shazam sequel, and mm-hmm. we have Black Adam and Shazam um, come face to face. I think that would be pretty exciting in how that's handled. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of middle of the road on on this movie. But uh, I definitely have have things to discuss with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So do you want to get into some spoiler talk? Let's jump into it. Amir, <laughs> two-ish hours. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So from this point forward, we are talking spoilers. So again, if you haven't seen this movie and would like to, definitely pause it here and then come back to it whenever um, you've seen the movie and we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll uh, talk about it. But we're still going to talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so obviously we're both really pumped for this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably tired yep. from talking for two hours already. But uh, also uh-huh. this uh, this movie just didn't inspire a whole lot, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and me or whatever. So, um, I think that as far as adaptations go, um, like the casting of the kids, I thought was pretty good, pretty right on. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, specifically Darla, the younger sister of them. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was like, she's like kind of straight out of the comics, you know, a little bit, but, uh, everything was just kind of like, yeah, just kind of middle of the road. Um, nothing like really like too great about it. Um, I think mm-hmm. that there's a hard thing. There's a there's a disconnect between what you can do in comics, and what you can do in movies, and mm-hmm. Marvel. Again, I mean, they just do a good job of these things. I think that they really let us kind of let all this stuff kind of sink in over time. They introduced weirder and weirder things over time to kind of get used used to that world, and. Uh, allow that stuff to kind of saturate a little bit and be like, oh, now we can have a talking raccoon with machine guns, you know? Um, yeah. That wouldn't have worked as the first movie. And I, <laughs> um, that world works that way whenever it always kind of worked in the comics because it's comics and it's like you can really do whatever. And I had heard Shazam talked about the movie as like 
you know, the DCEU finally letting go and like having some fun and being like more like comic booky, like almost like in a, in a way that we don't have anymore because they've gotten so serious and stuff. It's kind of like, almost like, mm-hmm. I guess like, it made me think of like throwing it back to like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that are so comic book yeah. heavy, you know, yes. like we've talked about. Uh, and it's hard to go back to those now. Be. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know that they, I, it's almost like I heard about this, that it was like, yeah, they brought it back and they did it in such a good way. And then I watched it and I was like, did they though? Did they? Like, <laughs> does it really work? Some of the things yeah. were so on the nose and cheesy, um, like like character things that I, mm-hmm. I, I read the book again and I was like, yeah, I still like it in the book. Like whenever the little kid turns into Shazam and then like he's having fun with his new friend and brother, um, like exploring all their powers and stuff. And then he turns on them like on a dime and he's like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm an adult. I'm not going to turn into a kid anymore. Fuck school. Fuck the parents, whatever. And it works in the comic book because you're just like, yeah, cool. I'm going to turn the page and keep going. But in the movie, it seemed really jarring to me when he did that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it seemed like so like cha- such like childish writing almost. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I, it's so hard for me to reconcile though. Cause I'm like, it's literally the same thing that I loved in the book, but I just don't like right. it in the movie, <laughs> yeah. but it just, maybe it just doesn't work. I guess, you know, I think in your brain, as you're reading between panels, there's a momentum that you do it mm-hmm. so that the movie it has like, it's not at your own pace. It's at the yeah. filmmaker's pace essentially. So it gives you time in there to, to like, think like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like, why would this happen? <laughs> and again, like, I I don't know any way to where somebody who is a film or a, a fan of the DCEU franchise could listen to this and be like, Brent is just a DCEU hater. Yeah. And like, I guess I am. Like, because there's just like, there's there's not a lot that I'm getting out of this that works for me the way mm-hmm. that Marvel does it. And I know that's not fair to the filmmakers or anyone who's working on these movies. It's just like, I, I, I don't know what the alchemy is that, that yeah. Marvel is doing so well. And it's not like every movie that Marvel makes is like a home run for me. Like again, the Ant-Man movies are kind of just like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I like the wasp a lot, but Ant-Man as a character in the MCU, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, and then like Thor, the dark world and the incredible Hulk movie, mm-hmm. are both kind of a little bit like eh, as well. But, for the most part, they they really do a great job of cementing that universe and how stories are told to where stuff like that doesn't click in my mind to where it doesn't make sense. Maybe after the fact, you know, I'll think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of a plot hole here and there. Mm-hmm. But this is just like, I don't know, like when when Billy is Billy before he gets his powers and then he transforms into Shazam, they're like two totally different characters. Like mm-hmm. Billy wasn't always like, jovial he's he's more like um somber mm-hmm. and not really like dark but he was very like self-serious and whatnot whereas when he turns into the superhero he's just like a big goofball which i think is fun i love how zachary levi plays that mm-hmm. that character and then the same thing for the the younger younger actor who plays billy i think they both do a good job with those respective roles but i wish there was a little more crossover for each of them to reflect those bits of personality in each other since it's essentially the same person yeah sure that makes sense like like we don't really see like billy goofing off and like dancing and stuff like he does when he's shazam Mm -hmm. so i don't know that that stood out to me but i think that the way the comic plays it out billy had a little bit more of a um not he had like a a mischievous angle to Mm -hmm. what he was doing in the the comic i think yeah 
that kind of helped play it off to, to make him seem a little more jovial, not so, uh, so brooding mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a little disconnect there too. I, I think I mostly focus more on, on the friend, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer's character. Cause I, I like that kid a lot. Um, I yeah. think he has really good comedic timing and stuff. And, um, oh, yeah. and so I, I, I liked him more than, uh, Asher mm-hmm. Angel or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. the other guy. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that too. That there's a little disconnect of the like the adult, like Shazam, versus the kid. Um, mm-hmm. I thought there were some cool things though. Like I liked how they, I like we've we've joked on our uh, if anybody listens to the outtakes and, and hears our uh, sync word and stuff. Like when you say Shazam, you you turn into like the adult or the kid or whatever and go back and forth. Um, I liked how they played with that as a plot device of how he got away and stuff, and I thought it really worked. Um, they even do it a little bit more like in the comic, he actually does say the word Shazam a few times I noticed without changing. Like it's more, mm-hmm. he has to like say it with like conviction, I guess. But in the yes, movie, it's yeah. like, he just says it and it'll happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. but again, it's like, it's hard whenever all the plot points are kind of the same as the book. Cause I was like, there was no real surprises in it. Uh, yeah. you know, for, for how things were going to mm-hmm. shape up. Um, and then I don't know, like, I don't think that, um, uh, my main problem is like uh, Doctor Savannah um, mm-hmm. was was okay, but he's not like he's kind of a generic villain or whatever. But it kind of fit the generic tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. But what I really didn't like were the designs for the Seven Sins. They were really just generic and gray, and mm-hmm. I I didn't really recall like that they were that different from the the book. I just thought that their effects weren't that great. And that the design was like okay, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you why any of them were were shaped the way they were with like the arms they had, like some of them mm-hmm. had more arms or more heads or whatever, like all these different things, and I couldn't tell you which one was which. And then I, I forgot about it until I got to the book again, and I was like, oh my god, I loved the book because they were in like human form for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then when they yeah. showed them, they're like super colorful and like I feel like there was a missed opportunity there, basically. Um, with those characters and stuff. So some of the things I was just like, it's a little off. Yeah. They, I think in the comic, weren't they like, like power Rangers and that they were all <laughs> different colors. Yeah. They're all different colors. I'm trying to scroll to it now. Yeah. Um, they're all different colors. They, uh, it just seems like more interesting basically than, than the, the movie, like they literally are just like gray, whatever, like monsters or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they're kind of like ghost or not ghost, uh, like smoke, um, they like turn into smoke mm-hmm. and stuff and like move around and like go back into Savannah and all that stuff. And it just wasn't as, I was just like, man, you had such a cool design already that like really fit like what, like sloth is like a, a really like heavy dude or whatever. And, um, uh, I think pride is like a super like purple woman, um, with like all this stuff or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I have this, this picture, man, they're just so cool. I have to post a picture of this, but, uh, they really, they're sure. kind of, they're really comic booky. I don't know that it necessarily would have translated to the movie, but if they were going mm-hmm. with basically the comic book story and a lot of that kind of same stuff and trying to get that old kind of cheesy flair and stuff, they really could have done it, and I think it would have worked better. So, yeah, I think so too because it was a little bit confusing to see which ones were like in each scene, yeah. especially when they were fighting later on in the movie. Yeah, I couldn't really tell who was who and how yeah it was just hard to keep track of i guess from a storytelling standpoint now as far as the like designs in the movies i thought the designs themselves looked okay Mm -hmm. and like the rendering looked okay but yeah it was uh seeing them in live action and 
you know, later on, once you find out, I mean, they they just drill at home for people who weren't picking up on it. But yeah, they're the seven deadly sins. And um, I think it's like Envy is possessing Savannah. And then you like kind of do the process of elimination in your head. And you're like, da, 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 da. And like, which one was the was this one? And you you're going back through as they're naming them. And <laughs> there there was one with this giant ass tongue. I was like, which one is this? And then it it dawned on me. It's like, oh, that's lust. I'm like, mm. oh shit, that's fucking gross to be interacting with these children. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, that's pretty weird. It, there's a disconnection when I'm reading it in the comic versus versus the uh, the actual like yeah. moving images on a screen. I'm like, ew, this is this <laughs> fucking creature. They need to take that one out first. Get that one the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, now that you mentioned that, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what they're going for. Like, if if I was more intrigued by this movie and I was going to watch it more you know more times whatever mm-hmm. then i'd be like maybe i could pick that out or i would want to try even but in the story they they, they literally just felt like generic monsters to me yeah uh, that were kind of doing the bidding of dr savannah when really they're supposed mm-hmm. to be very specific versions of something the, the seven de- deadly sins and mm-hmm. doing very specific things but i really couldn't tell them apart like uh, until you yeah. just said that i was like i didn't even notice that there was like a long tongue for that and that makes sense the rest of them, yeah. I, I literally can't even picture them right now. I can't picture why they're different. Um, I know some are like, you know, they're different shapes. Some of them are bigger and stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe that one was like sloth or whatever. But like, I really couldn't tell you. Um, they play with that theme a lot more in the in the comic book. And it works being yeah. so colorful. And just the way that they are, like, it all felt very um, just generic is my, the main word I can think of, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, again, uh, the way that different colors play into things toward the end of the movie i thought it would have been Mm -hmm. something that they could have done for the villains as well you know but you know it is what it is maybe they didn't want to mix up you know the different hero colors with the villains or what i don't know who who fucking knows Uh, one thing (laughs) i do know is that mark strong seemed to phone in his performance here yeah like when he was cast as dr savannah i was like okay i could see that like from a visual standpoint Uh, he looks like that character, but then he was just like, I'm evil, I guess. I don't, I don't fucking know. My yeah. eyeball hurts. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, I thought too, like that was part of the, the cheesiness is like his interactions with his dad and his brother, like the flashback scenes when he's a kid and first goes to get tested to be the champion. And then later on when he invades their boardroom and stuff, it all felt mm-hmm. like every, all the bullying and stuff felt so on the nose. Like it felt like this movie was made in the nineties whenever oh yeah you know all that stuff would have been more like like it reminds me of of spider-man where it's like you get picked on for being the geek and it's so much different than like in spider-man homecoming when he calls him like penis parker or whatever versus yeah you know the real like jock uh tripping him in the hallways and sam raimi's spider-man you know like there's just a different quality to it and i feel like they were trying to do something that's what some people did pick up on and liked that it was like yeah we're gonna throw it back and like you don't have to be as like serious with these but i'm like i just don't think it really fully worked so uh yeah yeah on the uh the pitch meeting um uh, <laughs> version of this uh or the, the the shazam episode of pitch meeting on youtube um hmm. <laughs> there's if uh, our listeners haven't heard if you search you uh, i'm sorry uh, pitch meeting on youtube there's a series that this guy named ryan george does where he, he essentially plays a screenwriter and the uh, uh representative uh, of whatever studio executive um mm-hmm. business it is so um 
for this one, he was a, uh, a screenwriter who's pitching to a an executive for Warner Brothers talking about the Shazam movie. And they go back and forth. And they really, like, pick apart movies and everything. Um, on the one for Shazam, they're talking about the bullies specifically. And uh, he's, uh, the executive is like, oh, so, you know, they're going to give our lead character wedgies and everything. He's like, no, they're going to hit the... Uh, <laughs> The disabled character <laughs> yeah. in this movie with her car. <laughs> and then they're going to proceed to kick the shit out of him in front of a group of students. Yeah. And the only time Billy interferes is when uh, they say something about his mom and then he yeah. like, steps in or whatever. It's like, yeah, the bullies in this movie are just straight up psychopaths. Yeah. Like there's Jesus Christ. Yeah. How did they how did they not get expelled from school or, or whatever? <laughs> but they're like constant menaces in this movie. And they're walking through, even at the end of the movie, they're walking through and like slapping, um, Freddie around, uh, uh-huh. and, and like taking fries off of his tray. You never take a person's fries. Sure. You can slap God. whoever you want, but you never take another nope. person's fries. Never. Never. It's rude. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Movie, very problematic. Yeah. Very problematic. <laughs> I remember, yeah, now you mentioned it. When they hit him with this car or their car, I was like, what the fuck? You just hit a disabled <laughs> kid with your car. Like, how, yeah. how bad are you? But that's the thing. Yeah. Like, it plays into that. Um, in, the, in the comic book, that kind of works. It's like their, their dad plays a part in the comic book. He's really rich and he's also yeah. an asshole. But it's kind of like he owns the town type of thing. And yeah. so that's why they, like, they get away with stuff. And the movie, they don't really go into that. Like, even when they, besides hitting him, whenever, uh, there's a part where they park in front of the school, and they, like, he, like, picks up his car, and, like, they drop it and, like, destroy it whatever, like, Shazam off screen kind of does that. Mm-hmm. They, like, park, like, right in front of the school, like, they just drive up on the curb, like, into the grass, and it's like, <laughs> fuck it, you know, like, yeah. why are they getting away with this stuff? It, it only makes sense whenever you, like, go into this movie realm where that stuff is like acceptable and that's how bullies are or whatever but like yeah why would the principal allow that doesn't make any sense at all their car's getting towed Mm -hmm. they're getting expelled like instantly like it doesn't make any sense (laughs) and it doesn't play off well enough to to excuse that i guess um and it's definitely it's in this day and age too like i think we've had a a cultural shift a little bit in the recognition of like bullying and stuff where like that's not funny anymore like it Mm -hmm. used to be like at least like geeks were geeks and jocks were jocks and like in the movies like they played all that up like as a stereotype and whatever like and it was it could be funny but like it's just it's unappealing now so it kind of just comes off as really like mean and not so like you just can't get as much comedic value out of that these days like as you could like in the 80s say you know Um, yeah but it felt like it wasn't like this didn't feel like an 80s movie it felt like a modern movie they just throw that kind of stuff in there so yeah, not didn't all land. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Um, there's also a part in this movie where, um, after Billy is taken in by um, the the new adopted family, meets his siblings and everything, um, he runs away, and <laughs> there's a it's so fucking bizarre. I don't, man, <laughs> it's it's crazy to me that any movie is ever good. Like. <laughs> just from a filmmaking standpoint, all the moving pieces or whatever. Uh-huh. So Billy's run away and his family is worried about him. Uh, even his new siblings are, are kind of worried and, you know, understand the the parents are stressed out. Um, the parents are on the phone with the police or maybe the adoption agent with, with somebody trying to figure out what's going on. In the background, Bruno Mars 24 karat magic is playing <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> 
It's like, you really, you could have not even had music in the scene. Why would you put that in there? And it's like an up-tempo song, kind of like a funky song. Like, why? Why would you, why would you put that in there? Why would they be, why would they be listening to that song during the situation? And loud oh enough God. that it's like background music for like several rooms in the house. <laughs> It's just such a fucking bizarre choice. Like, did did they owe Bruno Mars? Was he like, oh, I got to be in this Shazam movie. I've got to be in it. No. It, oh, it's uh, amazing. It's such a, such an odd choice in a, a movie filled with odd choices, I guess. Yeah. I didn't I even know, notice maybe that. that's not fair. Yeah. Oh, he didn't? No, okay. Well, but, but now I like to Maybe think. it was just in the theater and, and somebody's phone went <laughs> off during that time. I don't know. No, now I like to think of that that they cut the the beginning of that scene where the dad was all freaking out and the mom's like, all right, we got to call the cops. We got to call everybody, like figure this out. And he's like, I'm putting on Bruno Mars. I got to calm down. <laughs> Maybe that's- like the kids are coming, coming home from like, you know, doing whatever after school event and they hear 24 karat magic on. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> pop's pissed off. All right, here we go. Everybody be cool. Everybody just, don't forget your shit. Just go do your homework. Oh it's my fine. God. That's, that's um, his jam. Also, this movie has a cardinal sin. Mm. It takes place at Christmas. Oh, Brent. It's just right at the beginning. I know. It takes place at Christmas. And kind of like when Punisher season two began with country music, I was like, oh, fuck. Here we are <laughs> setting the tone. And this movie starts off with like Christmas music and like winter outside and people being, what do you call it? Uh, happy. Oh. I don't like any of it. I want it all to go away. <laughs> And I have to sit through this whole, technically a Christmas movie. Yep, yep, uh, uh-huh. And even during that scene, they could have had Christmas music playing. There you go. But now they put Bruno Mars in there. Look, Bruno Mars is fine. I got no beef with, with the Mars man, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just like a weird choice. Yep. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't when like it. When that started, so what's, again, this is what's funny, is I had forgotten about the comic book, like what really happens in it. So mm-hmm. one of my first questions when, I, when the movie started and they go into that Christmas thing, I was like, oh, fuck, Britain's not going to like this. <laughs> and then I read the comic, and it takes place at Christmas. I just totally forgot. Like, it, it plays right, a part. Yeah, Santa Claus is in it for a little bit. Like, not right. actual Santa Claus, but, like, yeah. uh, a mall Santa is totally. in it for a little bit. But uh, There's no men or snow people yep. uh, in there. There are Christmas lights and whatnot. Um, I think we see a Christmas tree at a certain point, but even still, like— we're not we're not hearing all that yeah you know? yeah it's just in the background or whatever so you can ignore it more in the comic i think because it's just and yeah. i did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i have a, a sheet of copy paper i will put over any illustration oh, yeah. of christmas related anything as i'm uh, reading it so sure i miss out on beautiful artwork and occasionally lettering and knowing what's going on sure. in the story but i'm not trying to have christmas in here nope it's worth it for you um yeah. so yeah you have some other notes what do you got i do yeah um just kind of briefly, um, this movie features the floor piano from Big, which is fitting, mm-hmm. uh, and yet also the uh, individual doors from Monster Inc. So a little shout out to oh, Pixar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was confused by that scene. Yeah, I I didn't I think understand. We all it. Were. There was like <laughs> nope. alligators inside one. Yeah, those are uh, I guess creatures from um, like an alternate dimension mm-hmm. from the Shazam comics from back okay. in the day, but. Okay. I don't know. It was, it was a, a very weird cameo. Um, but, uh, and let's be honest, like the wizard Shazam at the beginning of this movie, especially, uh, he looked like he was in a movie, like his costuming, the costuming in this movie is not great to begin with, but like he looked 
like fake as hell at the beginning of this mm. movie. And I realize it's like an actor playing this, but I I am willing to believe Rocket Raccoon is mm. an actual living creature sure. in the MCU versus this version of Shazam, <laughs> who's just wearing thrift store uh, wizard clothing or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, he looks a little bit better as the movie progresses, I guess, but maybe it's just because he ages a little bit more. I don't know. I don't understand that. But um, the wizard Shazam, if he was looking for a good person to give the Shazam powers to, mm-hmm. Darla was there the whole time. <laughs> she should have been Shazam. <laughs> she should have been. Like, she is the sweetest person yeah. in this whole movie. I loved her so much. Like, any... Uh, scene she was in mm. was made that much better because of her. Yeah, she was just like the like sweetest her. little girl, and I remember liking her a lot from the series. She should have been the That's hilarious. character in this movie. Yeah, and it's not like like <laughs> like if if she didn't come into play. Like let's say this movie just takes place. Like the first movie of this franchise takes place with Billy only, and the the family doesn't come into play mm-hmm. until the sequel. That wouldn't have been a question for me necessarily because oh yeah, she wasn't in the first movie, therefore she didn't play into that formula even though she would have been alive during the time, whatever. Yeah. But no, she's, you she's in there the whole time. Yeah. Matter of fact, we meet her before he gets these powers. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, that's... whatever. And th- that's another thing that would have stood out for me from the comics, but I don't know if it's just because it's a comic and I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever, let's let's go go with it. But it, it definitely stood out to me in this in this movie. Yeah, because I, 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 I think in both, I, if I remember right in the comic, they mentioned that too. That like it's kind of the same thing where the wizard is looking for like a pure of heart person, and he, he's like, "I keep trying to search for it," and and Billy is like, "There's no one like that. Like nobody's like that." And then now you mentioned it, it's like, "No, you you know her. She's right yeah. there." Yeah, she she hugged you several <laughs> times, and uh, you were just like, "Nah, son." Um, oh, so weird. let's let's talk about the the big spoiler here, which is uh, the Shazam family. Yeah, they show up. They show up. So the the part I was talking about earlier, where uh, the commercial ruined it, it's the 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 part where um, Billy has the staff and it's finally clicking with him mm-hmm. that oh the wizard Shazam was talking about his brothers and sisters and they were all had empty chairs. He's like oh okay I can share this power. So he grabs the wizard staff, holds it out to him, and he says say my name, and they all say Billy, and that actually got a chuckle out of me. Yeah, in the theater, I, like that. So I was like okay that was pretty good. <laughs> I was expecting them to just go into Shazam, but I get it. Yeah, that's how they know him. Uh, so they all end up saying Shazam. And all of the siblings gain powers, and they become uh, adult versions of themselves. And they had the Power Rangers color-coordinated outfits. Yeah. I love it. Loved it. Um, Adam Brody was rumored to have mm. appeared in this movie in some way, shape, or form. And in my head, I'm like, oh, he's going to be he's gonna be Captain Marvel Jr., or since they don't go with mm. uh, the Captain Marvels uh, in this one. But uh, he's, he's going to be Freddy mm-hmm. grown up. He's going to be Powered Freddy, essentially. Um and uh, to my delight and surprise, Megan Good was in this as uh, grown-up Darla or mm. Shazam Darla. What is she from? And uh, from my dreams, man. Uh, <laughs> I love her so much. I've had a crush on her oh, wow. going back to like the early 2000s. She was in this Damon Wayne show called My Wife and Kids or whatever. Okay. And she was like the the son's girlfriend. And uh, oh my God, she is <laughs> a classic smoke show. Uh, but she's plays like a an adult version of Darla. She's just like very sweet and excited mm. about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, really exuberant. Uh, I like that a lot. And the girl who plays um, Mary, mm-hmm. I thought that was like just her again. Like I didn't realize there were two oh, different yeah. actresses at first. And it wasn't until I looked at the cast list where I was like, 
are they, are these two separate people? Because they look exactly like each other. I had, yeah, I, they did I a, had job. a difficult time. Yeah. No, that was uh, Michelle Borth plays uh, yeah. adult Mary, and uh, I, I have a huge crush on her. But uh, she's in a movie I, oh. I showed you. We showed you guys that uh, it's really funny called The Good Old Fashioned Orgy, and I heard that she was oh, rumored okay, to be in this. Yeah. You remember that now? Because um, yeah. I was like, yeah, she's supposed to be in Shazam, and I think she's gonna be adult Mary. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as I recall, I, I didn't listen back to our podcast about Shazam that we had done about the pod, about the uh, comic book. But I made a, a joke about, uh, or a, not a joke. I made a, a comment that uh, I thought Mary, as drawn in the comic, was really attractive. And you were like, Stephen, she's like, she's like fifteen. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with she's like eighteen because in the movie too, she's applying to colleges and stuff. So I'm like, that's fine. But she was she okay. was very attractive as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. I liked both versions of, of Mary uh, either way. Yeah, you hear that, authorities? Go ahead and take Stephen <laughs> off your it. list. <laughs> oh man! Look, yeah, you're but, right. Uh, you're right. Okay, I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell in a comic how, sure. unless somebody says explicitly what age they are, because different artists draw them differently yeah. and whatnot. So, but yeah, I uh, I take your point. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got the Marvel family, and they're all battling these brown gray demons yep. or whatever, and it's hard to hard to tell who can do what and like i don't, I don't know yeah. it's a it's a little bit different um because i guess darla has like speed powers whereas uh freddie has what is he he, he can fly mm-hmm. and then one of them has lightning powers and then um the uh dj katrona uh shazam he can he's like super strong i mm-hmm. guess which is weird because it seems like billy can just he has all the powers and yeah and I thought in the comic book, like I'm seeing a thing right now, they're all flying together. Like I thought they all just like shared mm-hmm. all of his powers. Like he has them. I didn't think it, it seems like that would make sense. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead, instead of splitting it up into yeah. being confused by who can do what. Or, but yeah. I think in the movie they were kind of set. I, it's almost like they didn't follow their own rules because Savannah has all these, the sins in him and he has their powers, but they leave his body. And then as long as he keeps one in him, which was envy, he has like some powers but he can't do all the things they can do. So it's almost like they set it up that like Billy should be, if anything, if they're going to make it where they only get one of his powers, then he should have lost those powers, I think, right. as, as he gave mm-hmm. them to them. But otherwise, they should just share everything. And I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay as a, a plot device, basically, where they, they only can do certain things. They have to kind of work together. But it didn't make much sense mm-hmm. to me. But uh, I think yeah. more more the point that I didn't like about that those scenes were, um, like you said, them fighting these nondescript monsters or whatever. There was a part uh, where Mary, specifically uh, the adult Mary, was like fighting one of them. And I, I swear, I, I, I really want to – this is the only reason I want to go back and watch this movie really bad. There's a scene where it looks like she's just punching in the air like with no choreography. <laughs> and it's just like there's nothing there. Like you can tell there was just a tennis ball in front of her. And she's just uh-huh. like indiscriminately just punching, and there's like it, it, nothing made contact. Like it just felt like they were totally CGI, like they are. There was no yeah. real like gravitas towards it all, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. No real like weight that they were to to the whole scene that there was like any real danger. Because I'm like, oh, they're yeah. just fighting. Like it looked like little kids just like kicking in the air and stuff, being like monsters, blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. So I, some of the effects in those scenes, I was just like, what's happening, you know? Well, yeah, like. Where uh, Shazam realized that he could fly finally, mm. and he like flew over 
he was like fighting Savannah in the air, like during the day yeah. at this point. And um, he just happened to fly by Freddie. He was like, hey, look, I can fly. And you can tell that it's just like Zach Levi's head with a CGI body. Yeah. That's just like, <laughs> I'm in outer space. Like his arms are like moving all around like that. Yeah. Like it's it's weird. And I know there's some of that stuff with with Marvel as well. But um, it's it's like when Tony Stark is in armor, it looks a little bit more realistic than when mm. I see somebody's like essentially it's yeah. like a, a skin tight bodysuit on on this human character and you've mm-hmm. got these weird like cgi uncanny valley hands or whatever yeah, yeah. you know um there's a little bit of a connection uh also marvel rules baby <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things uh i i i had forgotten about this as a connection to the comic book until i read it mm-hmm. again and then i got really really disappointed all right so there's mm-hmm. a a thing in the movie where um Freddy, or not Freddy, uh, can't remember his name now, the main kid, but whatever. The main Billy? kid, Billy, there you go. He, yeah. uh, he's been searching for his mom, and there's like a, some flashbacks of him at the carnival, and she's trying to win him a stuffed tiger, and he really wants this tiger. And later on in the mm-hmm. movie, he crashes in the carnival, and there's like a little girl with her dad, and he hands her like a stuffed tiger, right? I didn't remember that mm-hmm. that was a, like a, a, a callback towards the comic book, where he goes to see an actual tiger. That's like he has one photo of him with his parents. He's able to sneak into the fence in a zoo. He goes to visit this this tiger named Tawny. And what mm-hmm. I remember now, after reading the comic book, that one of my favorite things about this whole comic was that he gives his powers to the tiger. Yep. And it fights Black Adam, and it's amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm so disappointed I didn't get to see that now. Yeah. It's frustrating. Well, see, that version is a rebooted version of the Shazam mythos. Mm. Um, I think, because yeah, I in the that. original, the original comics, Tawny was an anthropomorphic tiger, much like the alligators that we saw okay. in the Monsters, Inc. door. And he was not just a tiger that could, you know, stand up on two, two feet and walk around. He was a proper tiger. His, his like, clothing game was on point. Like, no, he, he was right. a bow tie. <laughs> He was essentially like Beast, a beast were okay, a tiger, yeah. you know, from the X-Men. He was like nicely dressed um, and would have, um, he was like a, a mentor to Billy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to see. But yeah, I did see like the different um, tiger, like stuffed animals and different mm-hmm. um, nods to that. So if they want to put Takitani yep. as that classic version into the next movie. That could work. Yeah. God damn it, DC. I'll plunk down my, <laughs> I my will uh, go. money for that, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you really want to get Brad <laughs> back in that theater, you'll do it. So that makes more sense too, because that's what I was thinking. I, I some of the things in this I don't necessarily want to say. I mean, we talked about the comic before, but I don't know no. with the Black Adam movie and stuff, and him being in the next Shazam movie or whatever. Like, who knows mm-hmm. where they might pull stuff from this? But I was like, well, they they botched that whole timeline of him going to the zoo and like meeting this tiger, so that's not going to be in there. Yeah. But it could be the other version, which would be interesting if they really want to keep up with this you know, classic comic book weirdness or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, a missed opportunity that would have been really weird and cool. So, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I, I, that made me think too, what, one of my issues with this that I was really confused until I read the comic book again was um, I didn't like the storyline of him trying to find his mom personally. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, I, I, I was like, I don't remember this in the comic. And in the comic, it's just like they're, they're gone. Like, he has a picture of his parents. I think he, he might still think they're out there or whatever, but it was, like, both parents. I thought it was really – it was a really sad moment 
when he finds his mom in this and she's like, oh, mm. I abandoned you. <laughs> My husband's a jackass inside. He can't know I'm talking to you right now. Like, it just yeah. felt so sad. And I was like, man, I don't really need this. Like, uh, I was kind of just down with him being an orphan and then just let's call it a day or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that stuff was really a little too heavy for the rest of this being so light that mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, this is like really, this is a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I liked it. When she first opened the door, she looked like a nurse, but she also looked like she was on meth. And I was just like, <laughs> ah, I'm not sure what's happening. You know, like it just all seems so sad. So yeah. Whenever his like foster See, parents are so like like jovial, I guess you know and the, the yeah. situation doesn't seem as dire as it really was. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, that just seemed a little like no, this is what it's really like for like foster kids, you know. Yeah, I I'm actually kind of torn on that because mm-hmm. I like the idea of him searching for his his parents, at least his mother, uh-huh. um, because that's. I don't know. Uh, it just kind of hits me in my heartstrings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the part where she's relaying the story back to him, he's like, yeah, I saw the cops had you. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not going over there. So <laughs> yeah. they'll probably take care of you. That's, that's pretty far fetched, you know? Yeah. I mean, to, to go from like playing this game with this kid to losing him in the crowd. And even in her retelling, she was a little freaked out and was yelling his name, trying to yeah. find him um, to just being like, oh, there he is. I gotta go take a dump. Uh, probably, <laughs> sort, this, this will sort itself out. That'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like it just—it was a little. It, it's the thing that's that shit. I'm sure happens. Uh, it's just—it was a little mm-hmm. harsh for me in the movie. That I was like, wow! Like you literally was, saw your kid and just abandoned him, like in front of your eyes. It was very dark. Yeah, and uh, kind of like the, the boardroom scene that you were talking about earlier, where. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Strong's uh, Savannah uh-huh. uh, goes to that boardroom and uh, where his dad is, and they have these monsters uh, attack and kill people. And yeah. one of them bites one of the board members' heads off, and then throws it out the window. Yeah. And, and another person got thrown out a window. And then like the the guy outside of the boardroom mm. um, that was letting them in. Um, it shows a shot outside of this like fogged glass and you see these like monstrous images like claw through the, the glass or whatever and um, or like press people up yeah. against the wall and you hear these screams yeah. and it's like all this like savage shit and you're like is this what is this yeah what is <laughs> this is wildly atonal yeah. Right <laughs> yeah I felt that way it seems like from reviews though like this has a 91% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes um, and what I, yep 91 I might have a 90 today, but 91 is when I looked at it uh, before. Yep. I know. <laughs> all right. It's Wonder all Woman right. all over again, right? Uh, there's something in it that people see and they like. I didn't really hear much about the like tonal shifts and stuff, but that's I would agree with that as well. Um, yeah. They're just, yeah, it just didn't all click for me. I don't, I don't see what people are seeing in this. Do you have anything else to discuss before we head towards the very end of this movie uh no let's just do it okay so at the very end of the movie as we alluded to um the returning bullies who were previously wedged uh they were able to get the underwear out of their cracks and show up to school (laughs) the next day and um in the movie it was set up that uh freddie knew shazam personally and was going to have him come by and uh, say hi because they're best friends and didn't happen freddie got made fun of and evidently the entire school held a grudge against him yeah, yeah. Uh, for some reason it's like he's a kid they lie all kids are liars yeah. we all know this <laughs> all children lie 
Um, so at the end of the movie, Shazam does in fact show up and the, um, uh, you know, all of Freddy's uh, brothers and sisters are sitting with him there as well because they all coordinated with the school and were able to get the same lunch hour for some reason because that's how (laughs) schools work you can just simply negotiate your lunch hour and cut class to do it (laughs) um and so yes shazam shows up and uh sitting there and uh he's really making it known that uh he and freddie are friends and and really trying to to get the school back on his side um and uh there's another character that shows up or do they? <laughs> <laughs> the chest of a character shows yep. up. Uh, uh, we see um, Shazam say, oh, and I brought a friend. And then the uh, he kind of nods over to the side. And we have a shot of a character who has a costumed blue arm, which turns into a chest shot with a big red S on it. We see Shazam. And I remember thinking, Super, Superman. wow, I... I heard that Henry Cavill wasn't able to film a scene for this mm. movie, a little cameo thing. It's like, fuck, I guess they pulled it off. Nope, because <laughs> it's just Superman literally from the neck down, and then it just cuts to the credits. So, yeah, it's uh, bizarre, See, bizarre to say the least. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have as much of a problem with that. I was just like, because I, I, I guess I figured they just didn't get Henry Cavill to do it. So yeah. I was like, you know, they used uh-huh. They made like a, they alluded to that earlier. He shows up or whatever, um, and then I heard mm-hmm. it was actually um, like Zachary Levi's like stunt double pulled that off. Uh, they gave mm-hmm. him the suit or whatever, and so obviously they can't you know show his face or whatever. But uh, now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of lame. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like I, I like it in idea. Uh-huh. Um, it's just weird to me that you would do that and not have the have the actor of yeah. Henry Cavill reprise that role and i i understand like scheduling things and like overall it's like a fun fun little bit there at the end yeah. it helps tie it in like we see batarangs and clippings from uh superman um newspaper uh, paper clips that freddie has mm-hmm. um and he has a bullet that bounced off superman that uh, freddie loses almost immediately um yeah. and or uh, Shazam uses, uh, loses almost immediately. And, uh, you know, Freddie has different characters, like logo, like he has a Wonder Woman shirt mm. in that scene at the very end, I think, and he has Aquaman shirts and all of that stuff. So it's they're like, hey, this is all part of the DC yeah. extended oh. universe. You like it now. It's all good. Um, they're really, like, forcing that in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was, like, a, a fun little thing, but, you know, it would have it would have been cooler if it was actually Henry Cavill yeah, or... I get you. If they had recast Superman at this point and you know put a new actor in there, I don't know. Um, Do we really care they, they, though? They, Is this any good or any of them good? <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> but there is like a fun little like stylized um, uh, credit scene at that point where we see Shazam acting with animated versions of the you know Justice League characters and whatnot. Um, Did we? I which forgot is about that. The, yeah, the most interaction <laughs> with like those characters that we see, uh, and, and that's kind of like. That would be the goal, but they've already given that a shot, and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. They're all separate now, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Warner <laughs> Brothers shrug. Shoulder shrug. Um, so there is both a mid-credits and post-credits scene. The mid-credits scene, did you know what this was? Like, I knew it when when I saw it because I'm that nerd. Yeah. Um, but I, I was curious. I When I saw it, I had a brief memory of the comic book, 
and being confused at the okay. end of the comic book as well, which I have that page up on here now because I'm st- I yeah. still remember being confused about what happened. Uh, but yeah. yeah, go take it away. So we catch up with Savannah who had the demons uh, taken out of him. <laughs> he got the evil right out of him. He sat on the toilet for a nice long while, <laughs> prison and porta, uh, prison porta potty. And um, so we catch up with him in his prison cell as he's trying to rewrite the formula to uh, reopen the door to the um, like Shazam's lair or whatever it was. There was like a certain way that pattern had to show up a certain number of times. And he keeps doing that over and over. Seems like he had it nailed the first time. I was know. able to do it pretty easily. <laughs> so I don't know why he can't do it now. Whatever the case, uh, he's still alive in prison, scribbling all this on there. He breaks his pencil and he's like, no. And then we hear a voice behind him. Uh, say something i don't know something oh we're all evil now i don't i don't know i don't remember what it was but um we the the camera pans over and we see (laughs) this weird looking caterpillar that looks like these it has these like giant white eyes um but it's just like coloring for the, the purposes of the movie and it's mr mind the uh the shazam foe from back in the day he was an evil caterpillar uh, who plagues Billy Batson, a.k.a. Uh, Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, back Ooh. in the day. And, uh, yes, just a uh, another villain. And Mr. Mind showed up earlier in the film um, in Shazam, uh, the original, like, Wizard Shazam's lair. Uh, there's a little, yeah. like, brief shot of him in the foreground or whatever as an Easter egg. But so that happened. Yeah. That's I mean, a thing. <laughs> I remember being confused about that in the comic as well because um, he, he does get back. In, into that lair in the comic, uh, he does find the doorway again. And there's like a, a little caterpillar in a glass vial. And I remember you kind of see it just from behind. You can see it's a caterpillar and it, it just says like, they call me Mr. Mind. Um, and I was like, Brent, like what the fuck? Like what is happening, you know? And uh, <laughs> yeah. and the movie, again, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they're supposed to go with that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just all, it's just not as compelling to me uh, mm-hmm. as, the, as the Marvel Universe movies and stuff that... Yeah. Now we have, like, we had all these serious movies. We had, like, uh, I still haven't seen it, but Aquaman was supposed to be kind of a, a writing of the ship where it's, like, more goofy and fun and stuff. And then this was, like, totally mm-hmm. goofy. And now they have a caterpillar, like, talking caterpillar that's going to be, like, the next <laughs> villain or whatever. Like, I just don't know what they're doing with any of this. And it uh-huh. still just feels, like, so lost. And, again, like, some some people saw something in this one, and I think they saw something in Aquaman that they're like, yeah, it's fun and cool or whatever. And I'm just like, is it, though? Like... Did they really do anything better here? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. is this really a writing of the ship? It's certainly not for me. So, uh, right. yeah, I thought that was weird. I, I had to look up uh, if there were going to be credit scenes and stay in the theater or not. You know, I was like sitting there on my phone and I was like, all right, there's a mid credit scene and an end credit scene. And I saw that and I was like, all right, cool. And then I stayed all the way to the end. For a massive payoff. <laughs> do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, I, I had heard from a, a co-worker that it's kind of like the Marvel movies. There's something, uh, one of the scenes sets up for something in the future, and then the other one is just a, a, a joke payoff, yeah. um, which is normally okay, but like, I don't know, like this. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. So uh, at the, the very end, after you've stayed through 11 minutes of credits, uh, and um, we we get to a scene where Billy or Shazam has a goldfish in a, uh, a bowl that he's held up to his face and he's interacting with it and everything. And he's pretending like he can talk to it. And, uh, he's like, no, I can't actually talk to fish. And, uh, 
that's something that Freddie had. He Freddie's been keeping track of his powers and abilities, yeah. um, kind of throughout the movie, and he marks out can talk to fish, uh, like Aquaman. Yeah. And he actually has a an Aquaman T-shirt on, uh, just to drive the point home. Yeah. Just to <laughs> just fuck that dead horse right into the ground <laughs> is what they're doing. But uh, again, yeah, totally so that's, that's really super weird is. when he fucks that uh-huh. horse. Totally weird. Out, yeah. of, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Fuck a horse, I say the nay. <laughs> yeah, so I was when that happened, I was just like like in Marvel it's it's fun, right? Because I like those characters, I like the jokes and stuff, and it, it all works mm-hmm. and I'm I'm down for that ride. And this I was already just kind of like it was all just so lackluster. And then I waited that whole time and I was just like, I haven't even seen Aquaman. And I just yeah. left. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yell it aloud in the theater? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> You can't do this. Um, so yeah, I, I'm honestly like, I don't know, going into this, I think I even praised it a little bit more by saying it was good. I'm kind of with you, it was fair. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to give it more of a benefit of the doubt. It's, it's almost hard because I like the comic book so much. Uh, or, and I, I liked it. It was good, right? It was fun when we read yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. It was really surprising. It was different. Um, and then the movie so similar to that that I'm just, it's almost like, well, I have to kind of like the movie, right? Because it's... It's what I liked about the comic book, but they really are two different beasts. Right. I like the comic book. I don't have to like the movie necessarily. There are some good parts. I like. I liked all the stuff of them like trying out his powers, and I thought mm-hmm. that. Uh, whereas, like you said, uh, the young Billy Batson was not uh, like tonally the same as like Shazam the adult. Um, mm-hmm. I like the interaction with Zachary Levi and uh, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer um, a lot, and like. Them like like that that scene like like the comic book where they go into the convenience store they break up the robbery and they get candy and stuff like it all was very funny to me. I like all them like trying the stuff out in the factory and like him like lighting him on fire without telling him uh, in the box or whatever. Oh yeah, you know like that yeah. stuff was it played off really well. Um, mm-hmm. There were some good parts. It's just overall, I just didn't really care for it that much. I don't think I'd really watch mm-hmm. it again. And and honestly, it's like you said, like you kind of walk into the theater and you're like you kind of forget things already. It just didn't really stand out as much of anything to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe if the DCEU had a stronger, um, like overall continuity or, you know, something to that effect to where there was a a momentum going forward that it was leading into something. Yeah. Maybe I would be a little more excited. Like if this was, like, even though I haven't seen the movie, if, like, Jason Momoa showed up as Aquaman at the end of this or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay, so these characters do, in fact, interact and not just hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you <laughs> know, point. maybe th- that would be a little better or even um, Wonder Woman showing up or actually uh, having Superman show up in this. Yeah. Um, that would have been, like, a, a fun interaction to um, tie everything together, I mm-hmm. guess. But now at this point, it's just like, here's here's a the beginning of an all new totally separate superhero <laughs> franchise yeah, or whatever yeah and i don't know i and i have this a little bit with marvel as well and i think you do too with captain marvel um where i it's, it's almost to the point where like i don't want to see an origin movie you know yeah like i just kind of want to hit the ground running and i i don't know how you would even do that especially with um you know the black panther mythos there's like so much there there's mm-hmm. a lot of world building you have to do to understand like the legacy of it and and whatnot um i i i don't know i don't i don't know, I know. what the solution is there yeah. but but yeah i don't know i 
I would like to see a maybe a, a second stab at a, a maybe a revamped Justice League movie where mm. um, maybe you've got you know Gal Gadot and um, uh, what's his name uh, Jason Momoa returning as their characters, but maybe you've got an all new Batman and Superman there, and then you bring in Zach Levi as Shazam there as well. I think there's something fun that you could do, yeah, um, to make that watchable. But I don't know. I don't know what what the plan for these DC movies are going forward other than just to make sequels to (laughs) existing ones that make money for them you know yeah no i'm with you i i I, we've said in the past too i will we'll be like i don't know what they're doing and we don't think that they know what they're doing either um like they're making this new joker movie that's completely separate from everything you know just just to do it and um i don't know like it's all kind of weird i i the other day we had a garage sale and so i had some time on my hands i was waiting in our garage for people to stop by and stuff and I was scrolling through different subreddits that I like on Reddit that I haven't been to in a while. There's one that I like to visit sometimes called Fixing Movies, where people go and mm-hmm. they'll it can be minor fixes to like major, like rewrite the third act of a movie and try to make it better. And one that they someone approached that I liked a lot um, was with the DCEU, and and they they hit on the point that um, DC's characters are t- are tough now, especially Superman, because they fit the era that they were introduced in, but they don't really fit our world anymore, especially after Marvel came out in the 60s, mainly in the 60s with their characters, like the X-Men and stuff, and really hit on like political themes and like social themes and stuff. And there's something about the DC characters, I think, that fit a different era. And kind of like they did with Wonder Woman, uh, this person's idea was, why didn't they just set this entire universe in the 30s through the 60s? And just never be modern. And I'm like, you know what? I think that could work. Like, introduce Superman when he was introduced. Um, Introduce Wonder Woman when she was introduced. Fit that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, a Batman movie that is more like the old school Batman where he was more of the detective and stuff. But, like, in the 30s or 40s or whatever. And then you could play. They they talked about how, like, the X-Men movies kind of go throughout. For better or worse, they go throughout the decades and stuff. And how that can be more interesting uh, than just playing the X-Men as modern day all the time, like especially versus yeah. the MCU movies that have been so popular, you know, um, that it's like, I think that could work. Like uh, set the DCEU, like reboot it, set it all in that time period. And maybe that they're, them being so earnest and their, I don't know, just all that kind of, their, their, their vibe or whatever just fits that era mm-hmm. so much more. And it'd, that would be completely different than Marvel and completely different than anything else we've seen really lately. And I'm like that. I'm kind of on board with that, you know. So I don't know. At this point, I'm just so like they're all just so mediocre <laughs> that I, <laughs> I think that they need a break and like let it yeah. let it go for a little bit. Because um, especially right now, it's so confusing because they're like doing these like some of it they're keeping going and some of it they're doing like standalone movies and whatever. Like I, I kind of like we were talking about with Star Wars earlier. It's like maybe just take a step back for a little bit and let us breathe. And then, like, yeah. try it again, reintroduce things, and try it a different way. And maybe that's a way that they could approach. I don't know. <laughs> the DCEU is also going to take a hiatus after Star Wars 9. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, right, we, we got to pump the brakes on this. Let's, let's regroup. So, yeah. Um, this was okay. Yeah, I'm with you on there. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's okay as well. Um, I just wasn't as excited about it, even though it fit all of the things I could think I'd want it to fit from the comic book. There's got to be something more than that, I guess, and uh, it just didn't mm-hmm. quite scratch that itch that it needed. So, 
yeah, almost a little bit too faithful of an adaptation yeah. uh, mixed with um, already knowing a lot of the punchlines for the, the jokes, which yep. were the draw of this movie. Um, and uh, some really super fake shoulders, some very <laughs> fake shoulders in this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, rush out and see this movie. Yeah, we uh, loved it. Let's make sure we get a second one. We got to get that sequel. <laughs> It's okay. Like uh, you, you told me you were going to see this, and I was like, you know what? I, that'd be fun to do the podcast. I'll go see it too. And you, you even said you texted me. You're like, I hope it's worth your time. And because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard good things about it, right? Like it had really good yeah. Rotten Tomato score. I heard a lot of people were going that first weekend, which was nice. But uh, yeah, it just didn't end up being what I quite wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay. I still, man, I love. I really love Zachary Levi. He's really seems like a nice guy and a good actor and stuff. And uh, I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I, I hope this becomes like a franchise for him. I just don't know how excited I'll be for it, but maybe yeah. the next one will look a bit better. Like you said, like it has to go kind of different now with like a new story and stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll be enough to, to draw us both back in and uh, we wouldn't be so, we would be more surprised, I guess. So. Yeah, we'll see. That's what I got. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Anything All else right. for you? I don't think so. Yeah. I think we've exhausted every possible word. Uh, yeah. Wait, chrysanthemum. Oh, uh, see Lacanth, <laughs> uh, booty pop. There we oh, go. Wow. Those are all, all of the words that I know Yeah. at this point. Oof. I'm, my throat Ninja hurts. Turtles, Ninja turtles, Ninja turtles. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening today. You can, uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. If you have, uh, anything you want to contact us about, Email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS Pod. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. And you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. So that's damn skippy, Bippy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're doing next week. Uh, probably recovering from this show. Yep. Uh, next episode, three minutes long. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, damn. It's so, yeah. I'm so tired now. I need to take a nap. Oh, no kidding. Oh, man. I need to take like three naps, three consecutive naps. I think that's just sleeping oh, during wow. the night. Yeah, but, that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool um, yeah. So uh, anything else for you today, Brent? I don't think so. I think we're good. Sweet. Well, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Shazam! <laughs> I need absolute silence for that. Absolute silence. Sorry. I'm sorry, I couldn't. What was? Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. Absolute silence while I'm doing handed character. You know, Bullshit. Isn't working. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, Stephen. <laughs> Am I supposed to respond? Yeah. We're doing like yeah, a back and forth. Kids, talk okay, yeah, kid. okay. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> please, please get. Okay. Hey, Stephen. Yeah, Brent. If we both say the word Shazam to sync for this podcast, we'll turn into massive adult superheroes. Yay! All right, so let's sync on three. One, two, three. Shazam! Shazam! Whoa! Now we're we're adult podcasting superheroes. Hey, you know what? The first thing I'm going to do is check out my junk. This has got to be pretty, pretty. Ex- well, that's, the, that's disappointing. That's, that's roughly around the same size as 
what I had before. Well, All right. I have a vagina, so. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is a win. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, oh, man, that was a... Uh, <laughs> That was perfect. That was better than I ever could have dreamed, uh, dreamt it would be. All right. So since we lost connection, we will resync with Shazam on three. One, two, three. Shazam. Shazam. Oh, shit. God damn it. This fucking, this motherfucking sucks. Ah, damn it. I still have a vagina. <laughs> Hey, let me uh, let me see that for a second. <laughs> hey, I got an I got an idea. You're not uptight, are you? And this is the point when Stephen and Brent finally fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we were all waiting for it. Right? All right, so we're back to being little kids. We lost connection again. So now we have to resync with the word Shazam again. <laughs> God damn it, Skype. God damn it. Let's get this over with. Okay, Mickey. So let's... <laughs> let's, let's try syncing with the sync word again on three. One, two, three. Shazam! Shazam! All right. All right. So, oh, Aww. fuck. I'm a teenager. Nineteen. Hey, uh, you still got that puss? <laughs> Let me check. Oh, no, it's a baboon ass on the front. <laughs> oh, I can work with that. <laughs> just want to Shazam and just be like done with it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, so one, two, three. Shazam! Mirrorate. <laughs> Hey, Wait, oh, what? Fuck, I'm old as balls. <laughs> he went the opposite way. Damn. <laughs>